I don't care if you've been trying to pre-order that PS5 all night. If you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Times. Depending on your host, Cthulhu's Buddy, coming to you live and direct from the stack. Smoke me out, fam, with that dang shit on my left. Blue. Man, you think the California wildfires were, were something? The fucking PlayStation Fire was on point. <laughs> on my far right, engineering on the ones and twos, joking people out on threes and fours, Kronos. R.I.P. Xbox Series X. Mm, in the middle, we got your boy Stitch. I got my PlayStation 5. I got my PlayStation 5. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, we got the oldest ninja in the world, old ninja. Be a dragon. Mm-mm-mm. Pull, pull some Kanye shit. You got that dragon energy? No. <laughs> well, uh, you'll see in a minute when I when we talk about it. We'll talk about it in a minute. Peeing on right. I guess. Wait, what? Hmm? The fuck did, did you, you hear say? about that? Hold on. Say what you just said again. I might have heard you wrong. I said he's peeing on Grammys. Oh, okay. I thought no. you said babies. I, I was like, I none, none of that either. Yeah. Oh, no. None of that either. Weirdness. We'll get to it. Uh, Kronos, you got some statistics for us. That I do. Uh, our listener of the week would be Joseph. Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm. And first in the chat would be nobody. Even though people people are watching, nobody's commented yet. So. All right. Comment or comment hey. away. Old Joseph ninja. Dad. Hmm. Wasn't Joseph Jesus' dad? I don't think so because he didn't. His last name was not Cuck, so. <laughs> oh shit! Goddamn! <laughs> Old ninja. People are gonna get mad to think about that joke. Don't get too mad. <laughs> <laughs> pour out something. Oh, uh, we're gonna pour out some uh, some Saintides this week for uh, Frederick Nathaniel Hibbert, uh, known by his stage name as Toots Hibbert was Jamaican singer and lead singer for the band Toots and the Mitles. Uh, he has six decades of music and performance with a lot of people saying that the song Do the Reggae is the beginning of the reggae genre. Toots and the Mitles won a Grammy in 2005 for, the, uh, for their album True Love. Uh, he formed his band with Raleigh Gordon and Jerry Mathias in 1961 after he met them at a barbershop he was working at. Uh, Toots has made it into the Guinness World Book of Records back in the 80s for performing live and then having the album be made within less than 24 hours. Nice. Uh, there's a documentary called Reggae Got Soul, the story of Toots and the Mitles. Uh, to give you some insight into the, his influence and fame, uh, Hibbert joined the Red Hot Chili Peppers per, for a performance of Louie Louie during the New Year's Eve performance on December 31st, 2011, held in St. Bart's by a Russian billionaire, uh, Roman Abramov. Around 300 guests, including George Lucas, Martha Stewart, Mark Jacobs, and Jimmy Buffett were there. Uh, That's just to give you how much his influence reached and who's who in Hollywood and some other performers that performed with him. He died at the age of 77 at a hospital in Kingston due to complications of COVID-19. Damn. Uh, Next up, we have Dame Diana Rigg, most recently known as Lady uh, Orlana Tyrell from Mm. the Game of Thrones. She's passed away. She was part of my opening quote 
where she tells Daenerys to beat a dragon. Uh, Lady Riggs is a star of both stage and screen as the only actress to play the wife of James Bond in the movie On Her Majesty's Secret Service. She's won a Tony Award for her stage performance of, I believe this is pronounced Medea because it's a Greek play. It might be uh, Media, not quite sure. Uh, she's also appeared in 1961 British television show The Avengers, not to yep. be confused with Marvel's Avengers. Uh, the show is about espionage and secret agents. There was a 1998 uh, reboot, which was really terrible. Uh, she was she was made a CBD in 1988 for us Yanks. A CBD is a British order of uh, chivalry, rewarding contributions to the arts and sciences, work with the charitable and welfare organizations, and public service outside the civil service. Is that, is that kind of like being knighted? Almost, because she was made a dame in 1994, oh, so okay. later on. So she has starred in 34 Broadway and other stage productions and 70 films. Her daughter is actress Rachel Sterling, who reported her death due to cancer. She was 82. Okay. That was, yeah. I, I loved her in Game of Thrones, just in terms of the most recent role. I think mm -hmm. uh, everybody loved that, uh, loved uh, what she was doing in that one. Yeah, she, I mean, that's why I, I quoted her because she had some pretty hard some harsh uh lessons to teach people in game of thrones and everybody loved her she was she didn't give a fuck about cersei she literally told cersei to fuck right off she was probably the best cunt in the show and i say cunt <laughs> lovingly because she was a straight up <laughs> asshole <laughs> and it was great yep, yep. yeah she had that line where she was like tell cersei it was me yeah, yeah. Uh, i killed herself that she was the best <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right. That's like uh, that when, uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, the rapper Kansas, when he tells you to, he says he's going to send you to hell and tell Lucifer I sent you. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I'm pretty sure that's in other movies too. Probably. Old and Jenny Morrow? No, that was it. Those two. I, I, Nobody maybe else we died. got to this. Did we get to this last week? Wasn't, wasn't there somebody in Jackass that died? Yeah, there was a guy named Stevie Lee who passed away, but... Did we cover that last week? I no, he, just, he died like five days ago. Okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so I, can't, he was a, I can't remember which one the, which one he was. Yeah, he was, uh, he was only in Jackass 3D, from what I'm seeing. Um, he was a pro wrestler uh, known as Puppet the Psycho Dwarf, and he also starred in the Jackass 3D, and he died at the age of 54. Can I tell the world Damn. this? I've said it multiple times. Jackass 3D is probably the greatest 3D movie of all fucking time. I'm serious. <laughs> I have no idea when when they released it on to homes that they put it in the weird blue red 3D whatever the bullshit like 1980 mm -hmm. fucking 3D. Uh, but the yeah, actual yeah. 3D was the most insane use of 3D that I ever saw in my entire <laughs> life. From the very beginning when they did some explosions with confetti and shit, I was like, oh my god, I almost had a fucking seizure. It was amazing. <laughs> like seriously. Damn. Holy shit. Well, RIP to him. Um, gentlemen, you know we got to start with some, Are we going to start with some fun stuff to very uh, to begin this show? Yeah, this yeah. Is obviously, right. some big ass news to drop. Let's stop being uh, Debbie Carter, why, don't you, why don't you set us up? I know, I know what you're going to cover. Yeah, so the PS5 uh, announcement for the release date and the price drop was today. Um, to the surprise of probably no one, the price point was pretty much what I think I said a couple of months ago. Um, it's going to be $500 for the disc version and then $400 for the digital version. 
So that's right in line with what I think most people expected. Um, I think it's a great price point, especially the the disc ver the the digital version for most people because it uh, undercuts the uh, Xbox Series X um, while having the same specs as you know the, the the normal or the disc PS5. They're they're not cutting specs out, just the one component, which is not going to be a negative aspect for the overall performance of the console. Unlike the Xbox Series S, which is definitely a little bit of a step back, but I understand why Microsoft did it. It's going to get more people into potentially buying their Xbox Series S at a lower price point, but it is, you know, it's not as good as the Xbox Series X. Um, and it's going to be released in America and a couple other countries on uh, November 12th, 12th, which I thought it was going to release like right around the time of Cyberpunk 2077. You can run the tape, and I was correct on that as well. It's just a couple of days before that, um, it's going to drop. So I think it's, it's a really good... Um, announcement from Sony. Um, it's they they announced some other games uh, today as well that were pretty amazing. Um, they were really showing off what the uh, PS5 can do, and everything looked really really good. Uh, what did you guys think about the announcement? Was it the right price point for you guys? Are you guys getting it? I mean, I'm getting it, but I can't. It sold out so goddamn fast. I, I'm, I'm waiting for Amazon to release the the pre-orders now at this point. Stitch started it off. You you had some success right off the bat. You Go ahead. Fuck yeah, I was I was waiting for this. I I remember the uh, PlayStation Three being a fucking nightmare when that thing dropped. Uh, the PlayStation Four, not so much. Um, that that was pretty smooth. But once you could sort of see the writing on the wall, where they released all this stuff about like having some issues with some of the the chips with the PlayStation, so they had to sort of cut their uh, production numbers and everything. I was like, okay. There's going to be a mad uh, demand for for this for this console, and the supply is going to be very low, so people are going to go apeshit for it. So, I I watched the uh, the the Sony press conference and everything. Literally, as soon as they uh, gave the price, I called over my GameStop. I was like, "Hey, do you guys have it?" Uh, and they're like, "No, we don't have it yet. We don't know anything about the pre-order." So I was like, "All right." And uh, she said, "With the Xbox." they were going to, I guess, they were gonna hear within a week or so, but she had no idea. So I was like, all right, that's that's cool, I guess. So I'm just sort of like going over some of the news and I'm on like one of the, like the IGN threads or something like that, uh, I saw people posting like their receipts and they got it from GameStop. And I was like, what the fuck? And I saw the comments and they were like, yeah, they're doing in-person. And I saw like someone posted, it was like within like five to like eight minutes when people were posting their receipts, I was like, I got to go. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went over there and uh, I walked in, I was like, hey, uh, can I reserve the, the PlayStation 5? They're like, do you want the digital or the uh, the disc copy? And I was like, the disc, They're like, we only have the digital. I was like, fuck. I was like, well, well, <laughs> well, hey, well, I, I, well, I don't know. But I, I was just like, okay, I was like, I'll take the digital, but can I upgrade to the disc one when it becomes available? And the girl was like, yeah, you can do that. And so they made a note on my account and I was kind of just like asking some questions. There were people like coming in, like it wasn't a line or anything, but people were coming in, like marching in with a mission. Like you could see that's what they were there for and everything. And uh, they said that they didn't really know how many numbers they were definitely going to be like allocated or whatever, but they were able to definitely say for sure they were going to have whatever X number. So they were able to take some pre-orders then and because they didn't want to start taking people's money and indefinitely not have enough units. 
So that like once we get a, a hard number on how many more units than we definitely expect to have, then we'll we'll take more orders. So I uh, I got the digital uh, copy and everything. Got the receipt for it. It's uh, in a safe spot next to my birth certificate. So <laughs> I, <laughs> so I don't have to risk losing it. But uh, I'm excited. But everywhere else, I I tried to uh, talk with some friends and it was just selling like crazy because they announced that it was supposed to be released tomorrow uh, yeah. saying that we're going to start doing pre-orders and then people just I, I saw this one funny gif of the uh, the little star, the baby Yoda thing where uh, pushing like the, the start button on the thing where they're yeah. like pre-orders are going to be released tomorrow and then the little baby Yoda like pushes like the, the thing like saying like nope right now <laughs> and uh, Target Best Buy, GameStop everything's just pretty much just crapped out because people just started I guess buying up and, and crashing all their sites and trying to refresh and, and stuff so luckily I got my hands on it for right now but what I did right here what is that? Say, right now on eBay I like you're gonna say this but there's somebody selling a pre-order for the PlayStation 5 with two controllers and it looks like two uh, gift cards PlayStation cards for two thousand twenty dollars god damn of course, but I, I did see that on, uh, I think the 22nd, uh, Target, and I'm not Target, uh, Walmart is going to be accepting pre-orders in their store. So if you're able to Ooh. get to a Walmart, uh, whenever they open, I guess, you might be able to pre-order whatever uh, version that you want because uh, online seems to be all crapped out, but it looks like they're going to have some actual units in store that they're going to be able to... Uh, you can you can claim if you want. All right, uh, uh, old ninja, get in here. That, it, oh, did he actually bounce? He quit. The fuck? <laughs> Just like Microsoft. He, he quit like Xbox. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, I'm, I'm I'm calling on you, old ninja. You you pissing or drinking? What the fuck? No, I had to deal with something uh, at the house really quick. All right. Uh, you you got some initial initial thoughts? Initial thoughts, old ninja? Come on. Uh, um, I mean, I came in kind of late at the, uh, the showcase. I came in when they were showing, uh, Black Ops, and then I watched from then on, so I missed whatever was before that, but, I mean, the price stuff was shown at the end, um, I thought it was a very interesting price point, uh, I figured this is obviously gonna be, uh, a huge seller, it's two days after the Xbox, both, both the Xbox systems, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see um, pre-orders for the Xbox are on the 22nd. If you already do the pre-orders for the PS5, it's just gonna be crazy. I, I guess uh, games. Uh, I don't know if Stitch mentioned. I guess games GameStop's uh, website like crashed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like well, it just went down. There's just too many people just trying to bombard and pre-order and whatnot. The same thing with Best I'm Buy. Also saw... oh, hold on, real quick. Best Buy fucked up too. Like I, I had it in my cart and I was trying to buy it for like fucking 30 minutes. And it just it kept sitting spinning. <laughs> I was just like, fuck. So I, I couldn't get it from there. Yeah, they so it was just like, oh. Show it that they were being, like, cyber attacked, so they were, they were, like, kicking you off or something? Yeah, I think it was a denial of service attack. Yeah, it was just too much traffic, and they shut it down, probably. But it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. Um, There's a lot of stuff that I saw. Was pretty, I mean, they showed a little bit more... Uh, some of the games that were shown, like we, uh, I don't, nobody said anything about this, but if you're on uh, PlayStation, you get to play the alpha 
of Call of Duty Black Ops uh, Cold War this weekend. Yep. So I think starting Friday, Thursday or Friday, you'll be able to play for the weekend and, and check it out. Um, uh, I guess if you log on Thursday, you can start the download and then you'll get access Friday, something something along those lines. So it's going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what how this goes down. Um, another thing that's interesting to me is I guess Nintendo is supposed to announce the or they're supposed to debut the uh, the Switch Pro. So that should be interesting to see. I is mean, that, we haven't really talked about it, stuff well, about the Switch. But. Is that is that confirmed? That got confirmed today? Uh, uh, not today, but apparently people yeah. are talking about it's supposed to be released in December. But so. hold on, N- Nintendo confirmed it, or is this is still rumored right now? Uh, I believe it was confirmed. I could have sworn no, it. I think it's confirmed, just, just no release date. I think it's just rumors because they, they haven't shown anything about it yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just let's, let's, okay. Let, let, let's for for right now until it's confirmed by Nintendo. Let's let's stick Keep with it. this. Then. All right, for sure. Um, but yeah, it should be. Should be fun come November. See what happens. I wonder if it's yeah. going to be like the Cabbage Back Kids back in the day where people getting PlayStation thrown at them in the crowd and someone's going to get knocked out. Uh, nobody's going to no PlayStation. Keep me throwing fucking uh, <laughs> Blue, Blue, were you excited? I mean, you like this price? You like the? You like what you saw? What did you think? Uh, eh. Okay. Eh. I'm just joking, man. That shit was fucking fire. <laughs> 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 I agree after fucking watching it. Like, the game, the game they showed in the beginning was like, damn, and then once they started talking about the actual console, because they, they mentioned that it's backwards compatible, so we sh- will be able to play your PlayStation 4 games, especially if they're if you have them digitally, which I always think, like, playing your old games is kind of like kind of stupid, but since the PS4 is still available and there's still releasing game for it, it kind of makes sense for it to be backwards compatible, because I think, I don't think the PlayStation 4 is backwards compatible with the 3, right? It was only a backwards compatible with the mm-hmm. 1. Yeah, it wasn't backwards compatible. The four wasn't backwards compatible at all. So, the three was, but not the. And, and the three was only like certain versions too. It's like if you had the the fat yeah, one, yeah. which is what the, the one that I got. Yeah. Yeah, but when they started to like kind of roll through the curves and the the, the details of the fucking console, oh man, I I fucking lost it. I was like, damn, this fucking the console looks sexy as hell. But once they dropped that price, though, I was like, oh shit, five hundred dollars. That's a little steep, but it's it's that's about how much the PlayStation Four costs, right? The PlayStation Four is four hundred dollars on when it when it dropped it originally. Four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, but it's not that bad. I mean, you know, they have the digital copy that's four hundred dollars, which isn't that bad. But I definitely want one with this. So, but overall, I'm I'm super excited that we finally got a price, we got a release date, and we also got a, a bunch of games that are going to be dropping. Day one with the console. Yeah, what would you what you like for games? I mean, we haven't even touched on any of that. Boy, whew. I'm pretty sure everybody's on the same boat as me, but that Spider-Man Mal Morales trailer <laughs> had me fucking Jones, and I had like I was watching it when I was in a drive-through to get some food, and I had to pull over just so I could watch it because I was gonna crash or something. So my eyes were mainly focused on that. Oh man. <laughs> The, the game looked, I mean, this is probably, it probably wasn't like the actual gameplay, but um, the game looked crisp, like, you know, him like walking through the town, like his suit looked badass, like, you got to see him use his powers, like, his abilities are completely different than, than Peter Parker's, which is cool because, you know, it's a whole different different character, but what do you guys take, what's your guys take on I don't want to take everything away. 
So you gotta see uh, the the camouflage uh, part. You actually gotta see actual gameplay, which is really fucking awesome. Um, uh, they, and you they saw, actual gameplay. Yeah, like you see him walk walking through. It's sort of like a street fair kind of kind of thing going on in, in Harlem uh, when he's walking with uh, with Genki. Uh, oh, yeah, and uh, it just it looked really cool. Like you see him fighting. Uh, it's got pretty much the same fighting mechanics as, as the Spider-Man game uh, on P- PS4 that came out. But you see him like go into the camouflage mode, which uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man doesn't have. And then I'll have to rewatch it again, but it looked like he had sort of like the Venom sting where he like- Oh yeah, a bunch of times. Like, yeah, a short circuit and everything, which was fucking badass to see. And uh, it was awesome. Because uh, when he, he can, he can use his 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 stinging electric powers mid air. So there's like a scene where he's like in the air, and then like he uses static sting or whatever, and like zips across without. He wasn't using his weapon. He just like shot across and like attacked the person. I thought that should be fucking dope. Almost like Venom. um like Raiden. Venom blast. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it, it was a good reminder that Peter Parker is half Puerto Rican. People. Fucking keep Miles Morales. Wait, Miles Morales. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. Miles, Miles Morales, Miles. my bad. Miles. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I went into rage mode. I fucking blacked out or whatever for a second. <laughs> people, keep, people keep skating and forgetting about that, that whole aspect. And if I was Puerto Rican, I'd be pissed as fuck that, I mean, yeah, he is black. He's also, it's, it's a half and half mix. Yeah. So it was really cool to see him walking through this, like, Puerto Rican pride like uh, street party and everything like that, and it'd be like, yeah, remember that's who he is, or whatever. Because a lot of people like when when people want this like live action Spider Man or Miles Morales, they always pick uh, they people go out and they pick the uh, the kid from uh, Stranger Things, and I'm like, no, I'm like, give me <laughs> give, give me something that that's believable that he is half uh, Puerto Rican, half black or whatever, instead of just this kid that. Oh yeah, he look. He's he's black and he's he's got some nerd qualities to it. Like no, he is half and half, and I'm glad that the video game hit people over the head with that to to remind them. Yeah, well, to to be fair though, the movie did too. I mean, for a little bit. I mean, like when he was at home, his mom was speaking obviously Spanish, and she yeah know, yeah the movie she, she definitely was yes. not black. So yeah yeah, that was fun. Uh, the thing that blew me <laughs> away from the game standpoint, obviously Miles Morales, I think is going to be a huge fucking seller. I think uh, people are literally going to buy this console just to play Miles Morales because they already love the Spider-Man game from 2018 so much. God damn was I impressed by that Resident Evil 8 fucking village uh, trailer. It was the second trailer because we saw one a few months ago. Uh, it looks spooky as fuck. It looks like it has the RE7 lore from uh, some of the same characters, maybe Ethan and some of the Redfields and Mia and all of that. And I just got finished playing RE7, which was fucking in- incredible. I like the fact that it looks like it's possibly uh, first person, but that shit had my jaw on the fucking floor. I think that that's a 2021 release date, uh, with, and we don't know the exact hard date of it, but it'll come out next year. That one uh, impressed me even more seeing that fucking second trailer. So it, it, this was already going to get my money, but I was astounded by just how impressive and gory and fucking frightening that looked. Well, let me uh, let me bring up something that's sad. I'm going to start with the sad shit first, okay? It's the first time in at least, I think, three console generations 
well, there's not going to be a Metal Gear Solid game announced for launch, oh, okay. even though they never really launch launch on time. <laughs> but that's uh, that's sad as fuck for me personally because I love the Metal Gear Solid franchise. I know that you know Hideo Kojima is no longer with Konami, but it's still sad for them for Konami to basically lie to me every few years and say this is going to be a launch title and it comes out two fucking years later. But I still love it. <laughs> so yeah, that's sad. Great parts about this. Um, there's a game that that was announced that I didn't know was going to come out, which I really oh. want to play really badly. Is the the Hogwarts Legacy game? Um, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm a Harry yeah, Potter yeah. fan, and it seems to be like an open world fucking Harry Potter thing. It looks like you could possibly create your own character. Uh, it looked amazing to me, but it's basically kind of like a tech te- tech demo thing. I thought that was cool. They also announced uh, Final Fantasy 16 um, as the same co- same sort of gameplay mechanics as Final Fantasy 15. So we'll see how that works. Uh, obviously, we already went over Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Fucking God of uh, War got announced. God of oh, War Ragnarok go. got announced at the very end. Uh, or near the end, anyway. 2021. Yeah, there's no, no gameplay, whatever. But yeah, I just said 2021. Hopefully, they make that window. If they make it 2022 or even 2023, I don't really give a shit. Um, take as much time as you need. That game needs to be just as good or better than the last game, which was fantastic. They upped the bar on what uh, gaming could be for me. I think for most people, I think they need to keep going down that same path and keep hitting those fucking tens. Do not compromise. Um, really quick, going back to the Harry Potter stuff, I guess there was a... I know IGN had a lot to say, and I guess so did some of the other community, because I guess this was a game that was like kind of talked about a couple of years ago, and they are saying, nah, this isn't going to happen, we're just testing something, and then like... It started to steamroll, and then people knew it was going to be a game, and then we, we didn't hear nothing about it. And this is the first time in, like, about a year that we've seen something about it. It, it takes place in 1880. Um, people saying this isn't probably not the best timing because of J.K. Rowling and her public stance on her comments and stuff. Don't nobody ever said about that. Nope. It, I mean, I, that's what I say, but people were saying, like, this, her and her fan base are basically at war, and I'm like, you know what? I think a true Potterhead probably yeah. won't care, and they'll they'll buy the game. Like, even though it takes place in 1880, you you create your own student, you get to do spells. You it looks it looks fantastic. So, I don't think the controversy is going to hurt the game as much. People have sh- really short memories uh, with stuff, and uh, unless uh, J.K. Rowling is in like the commercials reminding people. Uh, of some of the stuff that she, she's going off on. Uh, I, I literally think people are either going to forget or uh, they're just going to get wrapped up in, you know, the nostalgia of Harry Potter and, and just buy it as long as it has, you know, good reviews and, and, and looks even better from additional trailers. The the Potter, like, fandom goes hard. Like, yeah. I, I, you, you cannot underestimate that fandom. I, don't they have... The Universal, don't they, don't they have a whole Harry Potter like castle and shit and wands? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, like, it, it's it's not a game for them. Like, you know what I mean? Well, this, this is, this is it, it's life. So let oh, me just for people that I mean, she said some very likely hurtful things to uh, people in the trans community, um, and she kind of doubled down on some of it. But I, from what I saw, she wasn't like calling for the death of trans people or anything like that. It wasn't anything extreme, and. Um, Listen, if, if in 2020 we could remake an entire universe based upon a definite racist dude named H.P. Lovecraft and staff it with all basically black actors and they took that mm-hmm. shit back, 
Um, I think that in 2020, she can turn this around. Her franchise is still going to keep going. Um, I saw the Harry Potter play last year. It was fucking amazing. Oh, that's right. It was it was even it was even more diverse than the uh, than the book or even the show. Even though she tried to you know have some weird revisionist history saying that Hermione was didn't say she was white, but it's like if you read the book, she was definitely <laughs> Caucasian. Like I don't care what the fuck you say. Um, but yeah, and she was also staffed or you know played as somebody else Caucasian. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think the game it's not going to be affected at all by what she said on Twitter a couple of times. You know, unless she does something else that's like super vile, it, it'll, <laughs> she'll be fucking fine. It's, this game will be fine. I, I'm interested in playing it. Yeah, no, I think. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to really, really quickly point out the you know uh, we we did get price point points on games. I mean, I know we talked about this a while ago, but yes, you are going to have to get used to uh, at you know full retail launch. These are going to be seventy dollar fucking games. Some, some games, know. some. No. Well, at. I thought I thought that all the ones that we saw were seventy. Mm, the Miles Morales yeah, is, yeah. is fifty. Spider-Man is sixty. You're fifty-nine or whatever. I thought it was okay. fifty. The, the, all, all the others, it sounds like besides, it sounds like all the others because two K was definitely seventy. It seems like seventy is going to be the 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 point. Yeah, I mean on a on a go forward basis. But remember, we had sixty dollars games for two generations: PS3, mm. 360, and PS4, and there were fifty dollars games. In the early '90s, late '80s, on like Super Nintendo and NES and whatnot, when you factor in inflation, gaming is cheaper now at launch than it's ever been. Well, let's also be honest: is that these generations, there there have been more diversified um, price points for games than, than at any other time. So, like indie games and some other games that are maybe not as long of games, they're being reduced in price like right away. Like, there's been games that are. You know, popular games that sell for like thirty bucks, forty bucks, fifty bucks. Sure. Or sometimes even like Fortnite's fucking free. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a bunch of free games out there that, you know, so it's it's offsetting all those costs, and I think that it's kind of a long time coming about this seventy dollar price point because if you look yeah. at like how long it takes to make a like a AAA title nowadays, like this shit should have happened a long time ago, like for it real. Really yeah, I mean, look at yeah, look I at mean... look at the amount of detail that went to God of War, or Spider Man. Or, you know, all these other, you know, plethora of games are just, there's so much shit in these games. Like, and it takes them, like, five plus years, like, of constant work to push this out. Yeah, I, I think it's very reasonable to have $70. So, yeah, and not to mention, uh, we briefly talked about this, I think, a couple years ago. But these games are running on basically Hollywood movie budgets, like yep. millions yeah. of dollars in production. And multiple studios are... Uh, collaborating to put out one product and uh, like the timetables have increased because the games are bigger and longer and more like you know crazy graphics and whatnot so that stuff costs time and money and we're giving by you purchasing the game you're giving back to them and saying hey uh, I'm purchasing your time and effort into this world that you're letting me explore in so uh, I expected it like I, I think we talked about it a bit a year ago that we're going to see a price hike even if there wasn't uh, a new console. We're probably going to see longer development times and then a higher, the like higher price increase. So. Well, another yeah, thing and, too, and, though. And, sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, in, in terms of just from a, a gamer perspective, I know we're not developers or anything or anything, but from a gamer's perspective, 
the ROI was always in your favor. You can see it <laughs> this entire generation. Uh, you know, games like uh, Modern Warfare, or Witcher 3, or, or GTA 5, or whatever, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Long-ass games with giant multiplayer or online components or Destiny, like games oh, that you two. could literally play for a year or two or plus. Longer. That's a mm -hmm. steal for 70 bucks. Well, and it's also, oh, people yeah. also don't seem to realize that with this new generation of games, or even like even this, the current generation, um, they're pushing more and more now for digital content. And th this is going to change the way that games are being sold. And it's also going to change how um, retail and studios are going to get paid. So if, if you buy a game digital on Sony, obviously that you cut out the whole brick and mortar thing. So that's going to have a, a definite detriment to, to GameStop and all these other studios. So like these digital-only platforms are going to have a, a huge deal. And um, also it's a, it's a better way for the studios to get their money back if they don't have to actually physically print you know, a game out and send it to somebody. Even though I'm getting, the, I'm getting the disc version, but I understand why people are getting digital-only versions. But it's still going to save potentially these corporations money, even though it's like a very small amount to, to to create, you know, box art and discs nowadays. But it's still a factor when it, it comes into producing games. Oh, that's right. something you got to take into account too. Is that you know. A lot of the a lot of these games have like season passes you can buy, so you can get more yeah. content for your game. And the season passes sometimes can be the price of a whole other game, but oh, yeah. you get like even more fucking content, which is great, which keeps you playing the game. So that even though you're paying twice the price for the game, you're getting like more content that you're going to continue playing and then talk to your friends about, it, and they're going to go pick it up. They're going to go buy a use or something, and the, the studios are still going to make more money that way. So in some instances, the season pass kind of pays for itself. I know um, yeah. myself and shit. Stitch, <laughs> once you pay for the pass, if you pay, if you play through the game, you're given in-game credit. And then that you can earn enough in-game credit to buy the next season pass Which instead game? of coming out of pocket. Um, I'm Fortnite. Uh, I'm sorry, what was your example game? Sorry. Oh, uh, Call of Duty, Fortnite, Apex, all of them do this. If you play through the battle pass, that gives you either V bucks, Call of Duty points, uh, Apex coins. You earn enough in the battle pass, which is roughly towards the end. You'll have enough to purchase the next battle pass. As long as you keep playing, and you keep getting that battle pass, you're kind of hooked in. But you're getting content. Yeah, you're getting that content. But there's other games that are free, such as Warframe. Um, now Destiny 2 is free to play. They have stuff that you can buy in game but yet you get the game and its content for free and so also they, oh go ahead oh uh, say so also they uh they're the um for the playstation plus they added to their collection uh like a collection genre where you can play some of the classics from like playstation uh four like uh i never got a chance to play uh god of war oh so and good they're gonna announce i know yeah they're gonna announce all that's coming for free god of war last of us uh, infamous. There was maybe like fifteen or so games that are going to be now part of their PlayStation Plus collection line. Where it's like if you have PlayStation Plus and I guess a PlayStation Five, you get instant access to those games, uh, and you can just download it and play it for for free with your your PlayStation uh, subscription. It's uh, I know Xbox had like a uh, sort of like Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess this is their sort of uh, dip into into that pool of uh, having these games uh, accessible, but it's more of their, their PlayStation hits and classic. So let me Can I ask a question on that? Oh. I just want to make sure, because I didn't quite get this. 
I get PlayStation Plus, uh, obviously, with our two games per month, and this is, seems like there's a collection of it. But this, this sounds like it would be in direct competition with PlayStation Now and that whole streaming thing. Am I wrong on uh, that? It sort yeah. of is, but it's not. Okay. Yeah, PlayStation Now is an extra. It's an extra cost. Okay. Um, so you don't, you don't get the PlayStation Plus. So this is giving us, you know, a collection of games for quote unquote free. I mean, you're paying for PlayStation Plus, so technically it's not free. But let me just tell you which games are coming with it. The, the list isn't, isn't that long, but these are pretty much all AAA titles. All right. God of War, Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted 4, Battlefield 1, uh, Monster Hunter World, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, The Last Guardian, Ratchet and Clank, Infamous Second Son, Days Gone, Bloodborne, Detroit Become Human, Batman, Arkham Knight, Mortal Kombat X, Persona 5, Until Dawn, and Resident Evil Biohazard. That's a fucking shitload of AAA games that are being yeah. included in your PlayStation Plus um, library. So, I mean, that's this is awesome. This is a because this is one of the things that I, I was, you know, trying to buy the PS5 today. I'm like, well, what game am I going to buy first for? Because there's, there's not a whole lot of launch titles, but this alone, like having like the the enhanced um, versions of these games on the PS5, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's giving me, uh, you know, even, even more of a reason to try and get this fucking console. Yep. Uh, I think right now. It, just, just for oh, I was just going to ask for launch titles. Though, do we yeah. have? I thought there, there was. Is the Sackboy the the one with um the bit, little big planet Sackboy? Is that a uh, launch yeah, one? Yeah, so these are the games that are going to be um, <coughs> releases. Um, we're getting actual Playroom, which is uh, pre pre installed in the PS5, so it's a free game. Uh, we're getting Demon Soul, mm -hmm. that's going to be seventy dollars. Uh, Destruction All Stars is another seventy dollars game. Um, Marvel's Spider-Man, Mount Morales is going to be fifty dollars. Uh, Spider-Man, oh, the Ultimate Edition is seventy dollars, uh, okay. and then we're getting Sackboy, so, a big adventure for sixty dollars. So Sackboy is one of the games. So those are so those are just exclusive games that are being released. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So this is one, this only that Sony announced that they're going to be launching. So there's some of the other games. So if you're wondering why Spider-Man: The Ultimate Edition is seventy, it includes the original PS4. Spider-Man when you get it. So you basically with all are the paying, DLC. With all that. So you get two games basically for 70 bucks. So yep. there you go. Yeah. Sounds fucking dumb. Was there, was there anything then, that you I was going to say for, for everybody, was there anything that you wish maybe that they had of uh, included or something? Were there any like down points or anything with this presentation? For, uh, for me, the only nick the only nitpick I could think of is like I would have liked to have seen maybe the interface of like the PlayStation like menu and stuff like that. Oh, because okay. I remember what I think I remembered with the four they sort of showed like how like you could now all of a sudden share stuff and uh, post stuff like online on your on your your Facebook and stuff like that, and they gave a little bit of explanation on like the user interface. But that, that's just me nitpicking. But overall, I mean, it's like a, a nine point five in terms of like excited and. And, and being hyped for it. Um, I was kind of seeing if they were going to do, like... So when we first saw their... Uh, it wasn't the showcase, it was like their reveal. I wasn't sure if they are going to do, like, the whole bundle pack where you get the, the headset, um, like a, I guess, a controller, uh, uh, or like a remote, I'm sorry, a remote, like a package deal, something like that. Uh, if that was going to be, like, maybe a $500 one. Oh, shit. But... Um, I saw someone bought like the wireless headset. They look like 
he posted his receipt. His receipt said they're 150 for the wireless headphone uh, headset. So I saw they were 100. Uh, when I when I was looking at Best Buy, they said they they were 100. Like the, the, the those Pulse uh, audio things, the one that PlayStation's selling. Those are amazing headsets. Like it's got the 3D audio. I have the uh, the Platinum series for the four, and mm. it's it's fucking amazing. It's absolutely just so immersive. Like you you're like looking up like in your in your, <laughs> in your mind when you hear these sounds. So like, I, I plan on just giving Lilo the uh, mine from the four and then getting <laughs> a new pair for the five and everything because the 3D audio is a game changer. It's, it's fucking amazing. So apparently, yeah, it's, like, it's like VR porn. So apparently, uh, there's two no. games that are being launch titles that I didn't know of. Well, I knew one. So Devil May Cry 5, the special edition, is going to be mm. free digital on uh, at launch for the PS5. But another game I didn't know was a launch title is going to be Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Nice. So yeah. I, I guess nice. it's coming out on uh, November 10th for all, for the other consoles. But it's definitely a launch title. And so is Demon's Souls. Nice. So Yeah, uh, Blue said Demon's Souls. That okay, was the first cool. game he mentioned. Um, yeah, it's Fortnite. weird because on uh, PC, Xbox One, and PS4, Valhalla comes out on the 24th or the 26th or something. It says but the for t- the new consoles, it'll drop day one. Well, it says the 10th is what it says for... Oh. I don't know. It oh, yeah, be- yeah. It'll There'll be one for the new consoles, but the current gen, mm-hmm. it comes out like a couple weeks before, apparently. So... Yeah, the um, for for me the only thing I would love to see more because I'm really excited about this one is uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. The Kina is that is that it? The one where you the got the one little with black, the wand? yeah, with the wand fighting against mystical stuff and forest shit going on. Oh. It looks kind of it looks kind of interesting. I wanted to see a little bit more of that, and then I wanted them to go, uh, and this may come out later, but I wanted them to go for the jugular, um, like they did last year with Modern Warfare in terms of having some exclusive. I think it was Spec Ops on Modern Warfare that was exclusive on PlayStation 4 for a full year uh, at launch, which was impressive as fuck. I wanted them to try to do that with Black Ops uh, Cold War as well. That would have been just absolutely amazing, and it would have demonstrated that uh, on a go-forward basis, basis, Sony and Activision, uh, you know, while while they're not having Call of Duty, it's way too big to have it be completely exclusive, but, like timed exclusivity for some modes is huge. So I, w- I would have loved to have seen that. You know, uh, one thing I wish, I hope we get, um, cause I know they do this. I know we talked about bundles and every stuff earlier, but I know when they first announced the PlayStation 5, like people were making kind of custom artwork of their play- of what the PlayStation 5 will look like. And I yeah. hope we get either a Spider-Man, like exclusive bundle that has like the full Spider-Man logo on there, or uh, fucking Batman one. If they have a Batman one, I'm fucking buying that shit day one. <laughs> yeah, so, I heard. I heard there was a. So blue. I don't. I thought you researched this, but I thought there was a. I don't know if it was first party or third party where they can customize your, your system. Yeah, I don't know how true it is, but the ones that I saw look pretty fucking legit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a lot of wraps out there that you can get or you can take it somewhere where they can fucking like uh dip it or something to make it look cool but uh um, yeah, they uh, there was one that was actually sony exclusive i'm getting yeah so i heard that there's like a pretty pretty serious rumor that the sides of the playstation 5 you can take off and replace them with other ones so oh, yes yeah, so you cool. can like change up the way it looks that's a it's a rumor but it's been rumored like in multiple locations, so I guess we'll see okay. when, it, when it comes out. Not, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to do. Not that I really give a shit. I just want to fucking play like games. Yeah. I don't really care what it looks like, but it'd be cool to like be able to customize. 
I wonder if they'll release a black one. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they, they showed mock-ups for black ones. Yeah, real, real quickly, so is that All-Stars... What uh, I can't remember the rest of the title, but the All-Stars something-something? Yeah, is that the one that's online and kind of had Fortnite-y Battle Royale vibes to it from the no, All Stars, a couple months ago? All-Stars was like... Um, it was Sony's answer to Super Smash Brothers, wasn't it? PlayStation All Stars. Oh, it's a fighting game. It's a fighting yeah, game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It yeah, they right. had like all the Sony, yeah. um, like uh, shit characters. Yeah. Oh yeah, only Sony exclusive characters. Like it had um. God oh, wait, of War, wait, which, mid, are we talking about the same thing? The oh game? no, this is different. Okay, yeah, this looks okay. I know what you're talking about now. This looks like a mix yeah. between like that fucking soccer car game and something. Yeah, oh, yeah. But Rocket League? Yeah, it looked Rocket like League, Twisted yeah. Metal meets Fortnite. Yeah. Right? Or Rocket okay. League meets Fortnite, really. Okay. Oh, it's like Gladiators. I know it was cars. Yeah. Okay, I remember but now. I, but I, I think you can get out of... I think you can get out of the cars and fight, too. Yeah, yeah. If, the, if your car blows up, you can get out and fight. That, okay. That game's being available at launch? I believe so. I yeah, think Blue meant to do it. They didn't yeah, talk about yeah. it today, though, so, yeah, that's not a good yeah. sign. <laughs> well, we, we, we will see. I, it, it would just be very interesting if we're talking about another Sony exclusive, because they didn't have a... They had some, but they didn't have a ton of uh, exclusive multiplayer games. And if we're starting it off with a, uh, a multiplayer game uh, at launch, uh, hopefully it'll get some buzz, but uh, I want to see more of that. I would love to see... Uh, Maybe an extended trailer on that, especially if it, if it's just less than two months away. Yeah. It looks pretty decent. I'm watching it right now. Holy yeah, it shit! Does look like, it looks like soccer league meets Fortnite meets uh, Twisted Metal. I, Twisted Metal, it's so weird. Like I thought that that franchise was just going to keep going. Yeah. And, and, it, and it feels like we haven't gotten one since what mid PS3. They had, they had some bad ones. Like after two is was amazing and then they had like twisted metal black which was kind of eh. and then there was another one that came out on the playstation 3 uh i think it, it might have just been called twisted metal but it was just like they it was they were starting just doing too much and everything and it just lost a lot of the, the really fun appeal to it well it's like feel to I, it. I put you know twisted metal in the same realm as like road rash remember those games no those oh, were road rash is fucking awesome rash. you know but then it's Jesus like christ you know, they just kind of fell off, and nobody played them anymore. Yeah. Like they, but they kind of like defined the genre, and yep. then yeah. just fell off. But you know, it happens. Well, I mean, look at look at Tony Hawk. You know, they they just released what was the last week or the week before that uh, yeah. a remaster of one and two, and those games were on on top of the fucking world in the PS2 era, really, maybe even PS1 era a little bit. I mean, that video of him with the with the glass of milk. Yeah, was that oh, really yeah. him or was that CGI bullshit? No, that was him. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy fuck, man! You're mad because it wasn't you, because you're. You're mad because it wasn't you, and he's older than you. You can't. Yeah, I mean, he's ancient, but he's just—he's just—he's Tony Hawk, man. It's fucking Tony Hawk. I I love it. And the other thing, I haven't played it quite yet, but um, they say that the soundtrack on that Tony Hawk uh, remaster version or whatever is uh, equally as good as the ones back in the day. Yeah. So, I mean. I, I want to do some fucking skating, man. Let's fucking go. Anyway, uh, any other final thoughts on uh, on PS5? It sounds like everybody's wanting to pre-order but can't, except for Stitch. 
Pretty much, yeah. Just waiting for uh, hey. Amazon open up. <laughs> well, I know Amazon that's gonna be a fucking shit show. Uh, Amazon might be a get shit. That's gonna flood it. That's gonna put Amazon servers to the test. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I, did, I did notice that Amazon has some of the games available on on there for the PS5 for pre-order. They're, well, they, they're I think they were they were like exclusive, not exclusive, but they were like um, extended or go like gold edition. So they were like one hundred and ten dollars. They're getting close. There was the. There was the link where you could go to the Amazon page and pre-order it, but when you go to that link now, it says like, "Oh, there's an error." Or when you when you try to go to like that page, so they're probably gonna open it up and just get there as quick as you can, I guess. Yeah, it's getting close now because I gotta actually see the icon. Because before, if you search for PlayStation Five, you couldn't click on it; like it, it wouldn't even show the console. But now <laughs> I see at least one link that shows the console. When you click on it, it says, "Sorry, can't find the page." So they're they're getting close to to releasing it. Um, at least in the pre-orders, anyway. So uh, we'll see. This is like my kind of my kind of my last hurrah. Into the, oh, but this, I feel like this 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 feels just like the fucking Nintendo Wii. Remember that shit when the Nintendo Wii came out and then all of a sudden nobody could fucking buy it. Hard to find. Oh my fucking god, it was terrible. I had to keep trying to call up GameStops every Tuesday to see who had it in stock. It was crazy. Yeah. Even wow. after even during the pandemic, like trying to get the Switch was fucking impossible. You had to like call and find out like, when they're going to get their shit day and they'd be like, oh no, we're only getting three in, so you need to come like at this time if you want to pick it up. Yep. Yeah, I hope uh, Wait, I hope they they, they have as many as possible. Go ahead. Uh, Prodigy, that picture that you showed of the PlayStation 4, 5 controller, I have yeah. like the little indication of the fucking PlayStation logo, not PlayStation logo, but like the four... Uh, symbol. Was that shit legit? Yeah, it was legit. Um, so the controller, uh, at least the white launch one, when you zoom in all the fucking way on the picture, you see the X, uh, triangle, uh, circle, and square buttons kind of as, like, in the mesh of the uh, the bottom of the controller. Oh, it, just, it, it looks so dope with the details. That's now. actually the I way it is it. on the actual console, too. Like, if you, look at, if you zoom in on the inside of, like, the, the shell, it's the yep. same deal. So yeah, it's like attention to detail is like pretty pretty deep. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all like plastic molding, so that shit just come. There's no special guy in the back etching out the logos and all every fucking console. It's all like plastic molding and shit, so it probably doesn't cost me anything to do. Yeah, man. All right, uh, should we switch it up? Yeah, where are we going? Yeah. Yep. Uh, do we want to actually, uh, Chronos? Have you finished more of uh, Cobra Kai? Uh, just oh, a little yeah, bit. So great. I've been, I'm on like maybe episode four of Cobra Kai. So I'm, it's a good show. Um, but I'm watching like I'm spending my time between that and um, woke. <laughs> so oh, okay. and also and also kind of more recently, um, Utopia, which is not out yet. It drops. I can talk about it now because there's no. Uh, I'm past the NDA period, but uh, it's the it's a new show on on Amazon. I think it's gonna it could. It has the potential to be like their next The Boys. Like, seriously, it's fucking dark and shit, but... Back to Cobra Kai. Yeah, I'm really enjoying Cobra Kai. It's, like, way better than I thought it was going to be, like everybody always says. I don't think anybody that's watched the, the show has said that it was bad. Um, I think it's just really cool to get, like, the other side of the story from, like, basically everybody's perspective. And seeing that Daniel-san is kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's kind of a dick. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just it's like, kind of cool how they show like um, 
they how they show Johnny Five too. How like looking from Johnny Five point of view, make them really look like a fucking dick. Yeah. Especially when they were in high school, like him hitting on his girl, and you know he was just trying to live his life, and he fucking poured the water on him and shit. It, 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 the, the um the writers get should get a lot of credit for how they wrote up all the storylines for all the characters because. They're all compelling. They're not just like one note dimensional, just like, oh yeah, this is a jock. This is the, guy, the girl that everyone wants to be with. They all have their qualities that make them really awesome, but they have something that makes you think that they're kind of a piece of shit or whatever. It's like, yeah, Samantha, you would think that she's just all sweetheart, awesome girl and everything like that, but she's kind of a shitty girlfriend and everything as, you, as, you, as stuff starts to play out. And you see that, yeah. You see, you see, Miguel goes through his character arc. Johnny obviously goes through his. Uh, Daniel's son, he goes through moments obviously where where he's shitty, and then sometimes you're like, okay, he's he's not that bad, and you're like, oh, he's being a dick again, and, yeah. and everything. So you you constantly go through these up and downs with the characters, and it's written so well. It's like you you side with all of the characters at at like one point, and it's just so amazing. It, like. We, we, Game of Thrones, for example, we went through like years of us going through these arcs of just like, yeah, uh, what's his name? Jamie Lannister is a piece of shit. Oh, well, actually, he's, he's kind of cool. But that was done over like years and, and long played out story arcs with Brienne and everything. And it's like in two seasons, they managed for us to like legitimately change how we feel about certain characters and how we perceive them like as the story goes on. It's just really great writing it's really believable and it, it's, it's fun it's really fun to watch um i heard uh, and this is just rumor mill shit um that season three may be already edited according to like the director and, and some other folks so we may be getting that much sooner than uh, we anticipated because you got to remember this dropped on youtube red what 2016 2017 something like that it's a couple years old now 20 yeah. i think 2018 Okay. But it's all it's all so, on Netflix now, like seasons one yeah. and two. So yeah, yeah. there's a there's a teaser trailer that dropped on YouTube a while ago, and Danielson is fighting somebody, and he he basically says something like, "Miyagi was like a father to me. He would have told me everything." And then somebody throws him to the floor, and you see a fucking side going next to Danielson, and he's like, "Well, apparently he didn't tell you everything or something like that." So we're gonna get like I don't know because. Karate Kid 3 took place, was it 2 or 3? 2! I can't remember. 2, two was in Okinawa. In Japan. Uh. Yeah, okay, yeah, 2. And he, like, fights somebody there, and I think that person might be the big bad in, in Season 3. That'd be awesome. There might be, there's rumors there might be two big bads, because Kreese had a friend of his teach in Part 3, and so we might That's just right. somebody. The, the wannabe Wait. Steven Seagal with the slick back hair. Yep. <laughs> yep, so there's rumors that he might be in season three, even though we haven't seen him yet. But, um, yeah, we'll, hopefully awesome. Ali comes back, so then we might see new key players show up in season three, which will add a whole new level of craziness to what's already fucked up in in the season, in the series. So Yeah. Uh, quick question. Why, why on earth uh, are people going crazy about Chris Evans' Captain America? I guess, did he have a leak of his fucking dick? Is that, is yeah, that what that yeah, was? 
Yeah, he, apparently he accidentally leaked his dick pic on Twitter. Whatever I kept saying that he had America's ass, so he had to show America his dick. <laughs> America's dick? <laughs> yes. But like, fuck? I guess because he's Chris, Chris Evans, everyone gets to forgive him, all the girls get to swoon, nobody's calling him out or whatever. I mean, he deleted it. Like It was an accident quickly. though, right? Yeah, it was an accident. Yeah. He admits it. It was an accident. It's supposed to go to somebody private. <laughs> but you know, it, he put it out there. I mean, the thing is, people keep comparing him to. Uh, a lot of people keep comparing him to Ray Park. So Ray Park, when during um, like a one of the events that they're holding for, I, I don't know what they're saying. Like uh, he may show up in in one of the series, and then I have, all of a sudden on Instagram, there's a video of him getting a blowjob, and he had to take it down. But there's enough people that saw it. So they're like, well, what He's the fucking... fuck? So people were calling him out, saying he fucked up, his career's over, all this stuff, but then Chris Evans does it, and he's still America's golden boy. I mean, he's well, not getting a whole job. What a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, Colin, Colin Farrell, or whatever his fuck name is, he was like fucking some shit in, in a video that was leaked. Oh. So I guess maybe it wasn't hacked, I think this shit was hacked. So, oh god, this, okay, so... There's a, there's a difference between like when you're engaged in a sexual act. Oh yeah. Like, I, I didn't I didn't see the dick pic. So like, was it just something like something he was just presenting his dick, and he accidentally hit like shared a story instead of sharing with someone personal? Is that what happened, oh, or was it? It okay. sounded like it's supposed to be like a, a DM dick pic, and he just put it on Instagram, like a okay. like a, like an yeah, old man so would like, do. I don't. I don't know these buttons. <laughs> I think the only uh, yeah. the only big deal is just his level of celebrity. I think that's the only reason why people give in a, a single yeah. solitary fuck. And I think I. No, I, I mean it's listen. It, it's kind of a big deal if if you're like if you put off, if your whole persona is like a family person, and you have kids following you on Instagram, and all of a sudden you accidentally tweet out or you know Instagram out your fucking dick. I mean, yeah, it's an accident, but you could have probably traumatized <coughs> or not traumatized. A bunch of kids, so you know there's there's that aspect of it. So yeah, like he doesn't he, he has he definitely has a PG squeaky clean in yeah. and I, I've never heard of him being in any trouble with any in any respect. So not yet. You, you got a point. He's gonna get canceled for something. <laughs> you watch. Yeah. I heard him like spin it saying like, "Oh, I just want to remind y'all to vote" or something like that. I think he like tweeted out something <laughs> like that. Just vote, try to just... <laughs> vote on my dick. Is it the biggest oh. one you've ever seen? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. He's like, he's like, was it bigger than Lenny Kravitz's dick that popped out of his fucking pants when he was singing on some concert? Remember that shit? I that happened. That shit. <laughs> yeah. he, he, got, he was okay, oh. too. He was fine. It was an yeah, accident. Of course. I told him, yeah, yeah we'll see, if we forgot about it, then there you go. Well, well, yeah, I mean, we're not we're not Lenny Kravitz I mean, nor Chris Evans. So I mean, maybe not you. I'm just saying. Sometimes the snake gets out, and it could be large. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like what yeah. Mark Ruffalo tweeted out. He said, uh, "Chris Evans, bro, while Trump is in office, is in office, there is nothing you could possibly do to embarrass yourself." <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe Ruffalo seems like a good guy. You know. It, it, no, no harm, no foul. Yeah. At, at first, when I saw him fucking trending or something, I was just like, "Uh oh, shit! Did he get caught up in some 
some fucking uh, Me too shit. Uh, Harvey Weinstein shit, you know? Oh, uh, no, of course that's not, not so. bad. Yeah, that's all good. All right. Um, do, do we want to get into some, some Lovecraft back to TV or should we? Oh, man. My favorite fucking episode so far. Ooh, have have y'all watched this praise. shit yet? Yes, yes. Damn. Uh, this latest episode of Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, the beginning fucked me up. Like the first five goddamn minutes, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck am I watching? All right, listen, if, you're, uh, if you haven't watched episode four of Lovecraft Country, uh, you can stop listening for a while. Because we're gonna we're gonna spoil <laughs> some shit for you. Um, this is this is past the forty hour forty eight hour rule, so we should be fine. Just fair warning. All right. So anyway, the uh, episode starts with uh, this Caucasian chick waking up in bed, totally naked, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden she wakes up and she looks at like her hands and she's just like, "What the fuck?" And so Kemet caught on right. She called it right away. She knew yep. who the fuck it was immediately. I had no fucking idea. I was like, I don't know. And so this person. You know, ends up putting on a robe, walking outside is all kind of timid, and people are getting out of the because she she goes to like a black neighborhood, and everybody's getting the fuck out of her way. You know, she bumps into some uh, black kid who's eating popcorn, and like the police see it and they're about to fuck this kid up, and she's just like, no, 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 like he was trying to help me do something, and it turns out that it's uh, it's what's her name is Rose, Ruby, Ruby, that's what it is, Ruby. She's like the singer in the show. Who is like a you know an African American singer, and somehow she's turns into a white chick, which is kind of crazy. And then so the police come and take her home, and they're like, "Oh, you know, don't worry. Uh, your husband called us, told us that you know you might be confused, and just bring you home." And on the way home, like her bones start cracking and shit. And her, the first thing I saw was her eyes change color, and I was mm-hmm. like, "What the fuck?" And that's when I was like, "Oh shit, you know what came back? You're right." This is that's her, and like bones start cracking and shit, and then she eventually gets into the house, and immediately like she gets like the the dude brings her into the house. Why I forget the guy's name, but brings her William. In the, yeah, was it William? Yeah, brings him. Yeah, it's bring, William. brings her into the house, and then it's like Dexter, like there's fucking yep. plastic all over the ground. I was like, okay, is this she's gonna fucking die? Like what the fuck's going on in here? And then all of a sudden, like you know, put, puts her on the ground, and like you see like these ripples in the skin and I'm just like what the fuck and then one looks like a hand going over the hand and I was just like is there a person stuck in the fucking body and then like the she's trying to scream and you see when she's screaming there's an eyeball looking around inside the mouth and I was like whoa what the fuck is going on here and then uh William's like oh no don't worry you know we're gonna you know it just hurts like the first time it's the worst you know don't worry about it and he pulls out a knife stabs this person in the chest rips her open and starts tearing out entrails, which I thought was entrails. And then mm-hmm. in the next scene, you know, Ruby's just quote unquote fine, bloody as fuck <laughs> on the couch. So she was inside that body. And so that's how the episode starts. You also the, need to mention, though, that the, the, the white girl that she's playing is the chick from. Uh, the farm with the German yep. Shepherd. Oh, I didn't. Yep. Put, that's what, I didn't put that. I didn't put that together. Okay, she looked. She looked way yeah, more that, that, uh, redneckish in that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I was like looking at her. I was like, who? I was like, wait a minute. I was like, that's the chick. And I was like, yeah, that's definitely her. So like, I'm confused on that whole aspect of it. How it interwines 
and everything, and maybe we get some clarity, or maybe I might have missed something. But I was like, that's that chick from the from the the silo that was feeding the fucking dogs and shit like that. And I was like, now she's her now. But I was like, oh shit, it's like Freaky Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Dude, like, I gross. fucking love the gore. Chronos already described it, but holy yeah. shit, every time there's this caterpillar uh, cocoon metamorphosis it's shit, so nasty. it's bloody <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. It's, it's like so pizza gory. cheese flying off her face and shit like that. Yeah. Like, you can, you can make, make hear up crew, it. Makeup crew, special, get special effects. They get, they get lots of love on, on this. Yeah. This was fucking. This is some epic shit. This is well done. Yeah, it it looked so realistic and so uh, so off the hook. Just again, horror movie, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead level quality awesomeness. Even better, actually. Um, I, I love that aspect of it. But the thing that was a trip to me, and I don't know if I'm going to be on my own on this, but the other big reveal in the episode, and we, we talked about it a little bit last week. So Montross is obviously completely out of the closet and getting down with the bar owner. Um, yeah. The thing that was a trip to me, I don't have any problem with that, so don't, you know, you know we don't have to put words in my mouth or anything about that. But, <laughs> but what I was going to say is for 19. 50s Chicago black neighborhood to have what appears to be an openly uh, openly gay drag show uh, was a little shocking to me because I was like, really in the in the 50s, huh? That that was I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't looked it up, but I my immediately my jaw was on the floor for the time period. What did you guys think? Well, I mean, they definitely oh, yeah, didn't yeah. have shape shifting chicks either, so you know. That's not no, correct. Of course. But, you know, <laughs> but they, yeah, I get you. They, I get you. They, they add these nuggets of, like, uh, obviously real Jim Crow uh, level, like, historical events, of course, with the sundown towns and all of that. And then when I saw that, I kind of I looked at Mishka and I was just like, I, I wonder if that's legit or not. Because this is before, you know, really like the gay movements in San Francisco and New York and whatnot. This, again, 50s, I had always heard about uh, police raiding. Uh, gay bars and shit and basically arresting people for being gay in them. I don't, I, yeah, it's kind of like a blank in terms of like a historical reference point where I can judge the bar and like how realistic it is. I, I can, I'll just take it for their, their word because I'm sure they, they've done more research and are more knowledgeable on it than, than I was. I mean, I've never visited Chicago or anything like that and I sure as hell don't know that the history of Chicago or the the uh, the drag queen nightlife uh, underground sort of speakeasy kind of thing going on there at the time. So that's I was just sort of taking it in for what it is, and I was just was like, well, I guess because I don't I don't know any better. Um, Michael K. Will I I don't know if my it because I'm a big fan of Michael K. Williams, like from his portrayal of Omar. Um, no, I think it's Nookie, or I forget the guy's what he character he played on Boardwalk Empire, but I think all I don't know if he's gay in real life or not, but um, like I, I mean I wasn't really surprised. They kind of hinted at it like during yeah. the course of like previous episodes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, I don't know for sure if if Pick uh, knows fully about his dad's uh, sexual preference. <laughs> I. I I, it seems I like everybody else uh, knows. Yeah. Um, and so, they kind of like laugh at Tick, and I don't know if Tick full on knows knows or if like he's got a hint of it as well. So let me. So uh, I gotta I gotta 
a bit of it from the previous episode. The guy that showed up and uh, was a tag along. There's a scene where Tick is looking for the map, looking for a way to get into the uh, into the into the tunnels or whatnot. And the guy that's with him, he brings it up about yep. why do you think your dad yes, was sir. there? Uh, I've seen your dad there a bunch of times, and that's what draws Tick out of his focus. And and he's like he like kind of steps to him a little bit, and he's all, well, what do you think he's been doing this whole time? And then Tick goes back to finding the map because uh, he's like focused on he knows that he's close so i knew that was a dig and then literally we see what happens with his dad and what he goes on to this ep- current episode so uh i think it was pretty hinted pretty heavily in the previous episode and this one we see full-on what's been going on getting them so, cheeks clapped let me go back to uh what uh prodigy was saying if you're wondering about time period so they were you you're right it probably it doesn't go back that far but there is there were gay bars in the 60s um the first one that i can see is a place called jeffrey's pub in chicago and this was in the early 60s so it wasn't too far um to kind of be removed but there definitely was and obviously there was this is like the first openly gay bar and there's definitely ones before that time period let's be honest um so yeah um back then it very likely could have been you know sort of private gay bars in chicago so i didn't realize that that was a thing back then either no. Yeah. Not even the 60s. Also, the, um, <laughs> as the story progressed in the episode, um, as you, as, uh, what's her name? With her rubies, with her coworkers, the white other coworkers, they want to go to the South Side and uh, party <laughs> with the black people and everything. And once again, I'm sort of like, kind of like, I don't, I don't know how to reference this in terms of like, is this like extreme danger no-no? Or whatever, because like some of the stuff is just like, no, that's a bad fucking idea. But then they get there, and it's, it's like all kind of like cool. Like I understand this is not the South; it's technically the North, but racism is still racism, and I mean, didn't really matter in terms of a lot of the stuff that was going on. In terms of, like we, when you saw the sheriffs pull over the people over in the sundown town, that was still in the North technically. Yep, man, you got to read some. So books. I was kind of uh, Stitch. You got to read some books, man. <laughs> well, what, well, like in what part? Well, just to realize that, like, people say, you know, this is all I previously thought too is like once it went to the north, everything was okay. No, the fuck it wasn't. Well, yeah, I, well, yeah, that, that's that's exactly what I said. I said that even though it is the north, I know that shit is not okay because, like, we saw previously in the show that Sundown Town was in the north and everything. So, like, I understand that just because you're in the north or above the Mason-Dixon line doesn't mean everything is all good. We're just in a happy, peaceful, rainbow society. I know that is not the fact. I, I know that. What I'm saying, though, is that for them to be in this bar in the black area of Chicago, the white girls dancing with the black guys and everything, I was just like, it seems like a little bit high risque, especially with a lot of the racial tension that we already have seen previously in the show. I was kind of like... I don't know how alarmed I should be about this behavior, but everyone in that bar seemed like they were cool with it. It wasn't really a problem with the girls dancing up, grinding on the white girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guys dancing up, grinding on the white girls and stuff like that. So there wasn't really a, a problem. So, so I'm going like, okay. to school you right here, uh, Stitch. See, back, back in my day, <laughs> uh, if you were black, 
and you went down to a white club, you most likely were going to get turned away or ran the fuck out of town. But if you're a white and you went down to the south yeah. side, they were going to turn them away because they knew if they did, they could bring the law with them and fuck their whole place up. So they would invite them in, let them have a good time and hopefully get word of mouth to where more people would come because they spend money. You know, if they like the place, they bring more of their white friends. They spend more of their money. And and being my day, we had, you know, plenty of fun times <laughs> with all these middle class white ladies coming down in there. So, you know, <laughs> you and Detroit Red and, and all the folks. Uh, De- uh... So Detroit Red and I, we had, you know, we had some issues and whatnot, but I mean, it was it literally only lasted a day. And we we was cool after that. West Indian Archie, I get you. No, no, <laughs> fuck that dude. Whoa. Um, sorry. This uh, this was an... I, I, I'm actually with you, Kronos, in terms of this being a really good... I haven't disliked any episode. Let me just flat out say that. But uh, I thought this one was absolutely fucking fun. I, I feel like Letty usually steals scenes to me. Like, she's been the best thing on this fucking show in terms of, like, just actor for actor. But Ruby showed her entire ass on this show, uh, on this episode. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, as Stitch always calls her, Emma Frost uh, <laughs> uh, brings it as well. And, you know, I, this we, we did a kind of a spoiler last week because we said, hey, it, it looks like they're leading towards Emma Frost and uh, boy Emma Frost being the same person. But uh, we they, they came out and did that shit uh, quite well. What y'all think? Yeah, like when, when I didn't, Maybe I missed the part last podcast um, when somebody said that because I definitely didn't know. But damn, when that oh, happened, yeah. I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" <laughs> like, <laughs> um, fucking amazing. I love that mm-hmm. shit. Actually, yeah, you did walk out uh, when we were talking about it because Prodigy suspected, and someone else I know and watching the show with, they suspected as well. And I was like, I kind of see it, but I'm not sure. He's like, we never see the two of them on screen at the same time. So no. that's kind of a, a giveaway. And uh, information, like when uh, William first meets uh, Rose, he had information about Rose that he would only known if he got Wait, it from about somebody Ruby? else. You mean about Ruby? Ruby, yeah, about Ruby. I'm sorry. He had information about Ruby yeah. at trying to act like he didn't know who she was or whatnot. So... It was, it was interesting to see that come about. And it was kind of gross at the same time for it come out of this dude's shell, but it's... We're not going to talk, talk about the sodomy that happened at the very end? Oh, go ahead, Stitch. <laughs> we forgot about that? <laughs> yeah, I had to no, that the right out. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, well, Ooh, them six I mean, inch heels. Yeah, as you put that 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 heel where the sun don't shine. Wait, wait, hold uh, up. Say it right. Say it right. Belt. She she made him suck it first to lube oh, yeah. it up. Yeah. Oh. Play, while playing your your girl Cardi B on the soundtrack. <laughs> no, see, they they made a poor choice of song. You know what they should have done? They should have played the Beyonce song, the six the six inch heel song. That's what they should have done uh, while stabbing that dude in his asshole. Uh, I was oh, like, damn. Man. Well, it, 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 was, it was a great revenge, too, because everybody obviously hated him. The only reason why he hired uh, the black girl who uh, uh, just happened to apply was because he wanted to fucking fuck her. And then uh, he, when he got turned down, um, he was going to fire her. And uh, obviously, uh, Ruby already didn't like that motherfucker for a multitude of reasons. But uh, when it uh, when she got her fucking revenge, holy shit! 
that was a scene. I wanted you to know it was a Negro <clears throat> bitch that did this to you. What the mm -hmm. fuck? Damn. And, and it, it's funny, it's because she's transforming as she's fucking his ass with the shoe. Like her skin is peeling off. I mean, you call it fucking, I call it stabbing violently, but all right. <laughs> uh, it was just all bad. And she's like, like, oh. like that scene from um, uh, Galstana movie with, um, oh shit. Death by Temptation, where the chick is, she's fucking around with this gay dude, and, and she's like dry humping his butt. And he's like, what the, what the fuck is that? And he's like, oh my God. And the chick basically grows the fucking dick and starts fucking him in the ass. Well, that sounds like Bible Black. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus you, guys, you, guys remember, you guys remember the movie Death by Temptation? No, had, never, um, never watched that. It had uh, Dwayne. Ne never heard it. It had Dwayne from, um, from Different Worlds in it. And like his cousin's like a pastor and he comes to visit his cousin. You got a deep cut good. going on here, Blue. I heard the record scratch right there. Yeah. Uh, but actually, uh, shout out to uh, Jonathan Majors, who plays Tick on this show. Uh, if if the sources are to be believed, it looks like he's going to be playing uh, Kang in the Kang next, Conqueror. Yeah, Kang the Conqueror in the next Ant-Man movie. The time-traveling awesome. guy? Yeah. Yep. Huh, yep. that's interesting. Because, it, well, he's going to be blue, obviously, so it doesn't matter what fucking skin tone he is, but... Exactly. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be an interesting character. Potentially very uh, very psychotic, potentially. So Absolutely. Yeah, the, this, the other thing, this would be really interesting. I, I, my only hope for him is that... Uh, I hope he's not a fucking one and done. I think he's... You know, just in terms of Marvel lore and whatnot, and, and his uh, villainy, villainy with time travel and all the fucked up shit he does... Uh, he should be in more than more than one movie, kind of like Loki was in several movies, possibly. Yeah, I mean, shit. Uh, what Kang is? What, what comic was I reading? He's in some comic. I think it's with uh, the latest. Doctor I can't Doom? remember. Yeah, he's in Doctor Doom. Yeah, yeah. where he's just like kind of helping him out, but not being like yeah. extra crazy. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, he's great. The latest. Doctor. What the fuck happened to that book? I like. I don't know if it just dropped uh, off or what. Like, I, I haven't gotten. I'm a, I'm a I'm a little bit behind, but um, I, I might have been on number eight, nine, or ten somewhere in there. Yeah, but it, I, it, I think it just maybe, stopped. Maybe, maybe. Because it, it was it was a good run, and then all of a sudden it just kind of stopped. It was yeah. Weird. No, I've, I've loved it. That was my big uh, introduction, at least in recent Marvel comics with Kang, because I hadn't seen him in a while, but. Um, but this is a huge role for him, man. This this could be fucking it. So, uh, you know, in terms of movie stuff, because I hadn't seen him in any movies other than the Five Bloods, uh, Spike Lee one from earlier this year. You know what's weird uh, about that dude is that he looks like he wears like normal size clothes or slightly over over a big clothes. What do you call it? Slightly too big clothes. He looks like a normal sized dude. But yeah. then once he takes his shirt off, it's like motherfuckers yoked as shit. It's so oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's super oh, yoked, but yeah. Jackson's in his movie, uh, Death by Temptation. Forgot about that. Who is? I'm going to have to see I'm this watching movie. The I'm watching the trailer right now. <laughs> is it a 90s movie, uh, Blue? Yeah, it came out in 1990. God damn. Oh. All right. That's, a, that's some Skinamax shit. Prodigy, are you caught up on uh, The Boys? I am unfortunately not, but please go ahead. I'm going to grab, freshen up my drink. Go ahead, y'all. <laughs> Did everybody else watch episode four? Or... I'm caught up, but I have oh, to yeah. remember what happened. Yeah. Okay. What were your guys' thoughts on it? Uh, with 
everything uh, progressing with uh, Stormfront getting a little bit more brazen and uh, well, you kind of see the takeover. Yeah, I don't, Homelander can't really hurt her. I think that's that's a, eventually he's going to figure it out. She already knows. But Homelander can't hurt her, like, at all. So she's going to take over the really fucking... Horrible. She's going to take over the Seven and likely do some other really fucked up shit. But she's going to keep fucking with him as because he, he thinks that he's intimidating her with his typical bullshit. But he can't hurt her. And she's, potential, like- and she's older than she looks. He, like, can't get a good read on her either. Because it's, like, she was saying that line or whatever about, like, helping her, uh, her helping him. And it was, like, he didn't know if, like, she was flirting with him or, or, and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, he was kind of confused and shit because he just... It, it's like he lacks people skills, obviously, because he's just so used to just... Well, he had no parents. Him in people. Yeah. Choke the motherfuckers out in elevators. <laughs> yeah. But we see that, uh, I guess, either... Stormfront is Liberty or some maybe Liberty's daughter or something. Mm. Um, it's the same based person. Based on same yeah. person, yeah. So it's that's that's interesting to see how I guess how that plays out because I, I I don't know the time I guess the year that all that should happen where she killed that dude that that uh, girl's brother and stuff. But uh, well, I think he obviously like, obviously uh, raised fifty years ago. Yeah, yeah. They I say think the woman had said it was fifty years ago. Yeah, she says it was like shortly after the World War Two or something, okay, and she so talks about she talks about what happened to her brother and how um, I guess Vought basically paid the family off to be quiet. Yeah. So gave him what ten thousand dollars to set up, something like that. But I mean, remember back then that was a shit ton of money. Yeah, that's true. so that was pretty interesting. It, we got it, to learn more about Mother's Milk as well. Like, we didn't know shit about his dad. He talked about... It's pretty much his motivation on why he works with Butcher. And about how his dad was a lawyer trying to fight the good fight. And he basically died fighting, pretty much. And he says... He he likens his fight to a curse. Is it the curse passed from his dad to him? Yeah, you also see uh, Butcher come to terms with... with, uh, What's his his wife's name? Is it Rebecca? Oh, Becca, yeah. 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 Um, so just... Well, he doesn't come to terms with it. She fucking basically forces that to leave. Yeah, I mean, you do kind of realize, you do see he is still kind of a dick or whatever. She's just like, he he's just like so revenge focused and everything that like she knows that like he will never like let this go and everything. And like he, it was kind of fucked up. You can see like he doesn't even care about like the kid. And even though like obviously the kid is technically like, a rape baby or whatever she it's still her son okay and uh, butcher doesn't before, even care so before you go on i could have sworn that she wasn't raped like on the videotape they show that she willingly hooked up with homelander in like an office where she like grabs onto him and hugs him and like he spreads her out because that's what it looked like if i remember correctly that's what yeah the I, tape I, I looks do. like and i think she lied it lied to Butcher, Butcher, or someone lied to Butcher and said that she was raped and then killed. I think, he found out that she wasn't killed. I think that video he, could have likely been a uh, a fake. So oh, very much. That's very very true. Very could have been. She also said in her own words too that that he had forced her himself on her. 
Yeah. So she said if because I've been straight from the horse's mouth, but oh shit, I forgot what I said. Uh, but we got to see what was this episode where Homelander is kind of hanging out with the kid, and or was that last season where he? No, I was a couple. It was a couple episodes ago, but okay, this is uh, this is the one where it looks like um, uh, Spielwell is that her name was alive, and we're like he oh, like oh, the yeah we find out that oh, like crazy. Homelander's doing oh, his man, little that fucking my head live action fantasy with uh, Spillwell and the nighty and whatnot and like drinking drinking milk and stuff and. And like the whole time, I'm like, I thought she was dead. Is she really yeah, dead? Me too. I'm like, and then all of a sudden, as Homelander's got his head in her lap, you hear kind of the same. Bubbling. Yeah, <laughs> you hear the same kind of stuff from uh, Love Country with the bones cracking and the, and the bubblies and stuff. And you see that it's a man who's a shapeshifter who shapeshifted into basically Homelander's favorite fantasy. And I was like, I'm what like, the no, fuck? What the fuck? Oh man, I fucked it everything up. I was like, oh shit. And like it's funny because Homelander is taking out his fantasy. He pops up, he's all change back right now. Change back now. He can't even look at the dude. He's like, you need to change back right now. Right now. Wait, Fucking so do it now. My, my question is, did he did he did he fuck her? Because like when he first gets to that shit, like they're making out something like that and it cuts to black. So I'm like, oh fuck sure. Mm-hmm. But then next I mean, like him and his lap on a, his head on the lap. So, I mean, I mean that, that, that girl. I mean, this is this is this is borderline fucking um, Black Mirror. It's yeah, like, I mean, since he had sex with the dude who's actually a female, but the guy shapeshifts into a female. So, you know, is it like the same? Like, where, where do we go from here? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how that all works. We didn't see parts. Well, I mean, that's like Lovecraft Country. Like the the chick that was in the dude's skin fucked the chick. So. Is yeah, she a lesbian I mean, now, or that's true. <laughs> he, sure, he he fucked her on the steps. So I mean, maybe, maybe he did. I mean, it's still either way. No matter any way you spin it, it was creepy. No matter what, it was like um, creepy because he was treated kind of like a baby. Kinda. Yeah, that's how she treated him back in the last season too. Treated him like a baby. Yeah, she did. She did. Like he actually. Didn't she also, like, whip out her titty for him, the second one? Probably, if I remember right. I mean, she kept breast milk on the ready. Because, <laughs> I mean, she had a kid, but she also had some for him. Which is yeah. crazy. And we're at the, we're at the, technically the halfway point for the boys, because I think it's, what, eight episodes? So this is yeah. episode four. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, we're halfway through and everything, so okay. far, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. He was able to get a little bit of that, uh, that super walk. Up in the hotel with a uh, homegirl. Oh, with Starlight. Yeah, they, oh, they smash. Even though, like, you know, who we wanted, Huey wanted to get in the same room with her, but since Mother Milk was there, he's like, uh, "There's only two rooms available. Uh, I guess I'm sleeping with Mother Milk or something like that." But you know, he mm-hmm. wanted to go in there with Starlight. He's all, "Yep." She wanted this. him too because she like texted him was like, "Hey, I don't know what kind of candy bar to get," and he comes out to help her out. She knew what he knew what candy to get. He knew mm-hmm. she knew exactly what to get. All that nutter butter. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> real quick, uh, shout out to Clay the bartender. So I accidentally uh, dropped the link already in the chat. So if y'all are wondering what I dropped in the chat, so Clay the bartender, who is my favorite bartender of all time, he makes uh, some of the best drinks that I've ever tasted ever. This is like legit. 
uh, he is in a competition for a virtual cocktail competition called Power of the Palette, and it's uh, during uh, Black Restaurant Week, which I probably would have been a little bit different had there been no COVID-19. <laughs> but um, it's sponsored by Maker's Mark, and he is, he's been progressing through the rounds for this competition. So if y'all could do us a favor, and him a favor, really, and, and vote for him uh, during this latest round and in subsequent rounds, we'd really appreciate it. Um, I already put the link in the chat, and I'll put it also in the description of the podcast, so everybody can vote for Clay. He's a good ass. He's a good dude. Makes great drinks, um, and he deserves to Oakland. to win this thing. Yeah, he's representing Oakland. So, yeah. Yeah. I saw the link go up on. Uh, I think it was uh, Sunday. I put my vote in. So. Yeah. Get the word out and uh, show our, our boy some love. Yeah. Damn. He's, all, he's the only dude, he's the only guy left in his uh in his category or in like his region right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Like, wait, so he's the only West Coaster. He's the only or... male in his oh, okay. in his group right now. We we should probably try to get him on. You know, kind of go over the competition once he wins because you know, gonna win. No. Yeah. <laughs> there was like there was maybe like four other people, right? There was definitely like five people. I was like, well, there, I, I think like, there's getting pretty close. I think there's more because he's on. Well, I guess uh, round eight, so maybe there is. Maybe that's all that's left. Because uh, yeah. when I, I scrolled down or whatever, I think he, his was like the last name that came up or whatever, and I was like, because I thought I was scrolling, I was like, shit, I was like, he's got a little bit to go, and I was like, oh no, he's right here, and it's the end of the page. So I was like, yeah. all right. So I thought it was like maybe like four or five. So I, I don't know if it's like the semifinals or quarterfinals kind of thing or, or whatever, but he's progressing through. So yeah, wherever eventually when this is all over and. He gets a job at a at a bar again. Um, that's the first place I want to go is wherever he's working to like get a drink from is is from him. Because yeah, so right now I'm I'm checking out the hit competition. So it's him versus three females. Um, one's from Detroit, another one's from Kansas City, and one from LA. Okay. Oh, he's got yeah. We got to vote for the Bay Area. Yeah, vote for the Bay. <laughs> yeah, vote for the Bay. Exactly. But yeah, so um, so last year Clay broke my my streak for Sober October, and Sober October is coming up again, obviously in October. I'm gonna do it again, and unfortunately he won't be able to uh, to bring me out of my sobriety this year because I won't be able to go to a bar for a, a while. But whenever you get a, a gig again at whatever wherever you're gonna work, and it's safe for me to come out for my family, um, you'll serve me my first drink wherever you're at. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, um, y'all want to talk about this uh, show? Whoa, let's talk about Woke. Yeah, that's the oh, show y'all keep talking show. about. Dude, so Woke is this show on uh, that was dropped on Hulu last week, and it I can't think of the actress they're in it, but basically it's about a it's it, it's almost like a black guy who, who believes that nothing's kind of going wrong, like you know all the stuff you hear in the news about black folks is just like it won't happen. It's basically a black person's always like it's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to me until it does happen to him. So that caused him to be woke and like all of these inanimate objects starts talking to him and it starts what? talking with him, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think he's JB Smoove is in it. Um, he plays the voice of like one of the markers. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer is in there as one of the voices of the character. Um, the girl, Michelle, something, the girl from um, Nailed It on Netflix, she's on there as well. But, uh, yeah, you just see this guy goes from, like, you know, 
kind of going with the flow of society to, to understanding that like yeah black folks aren't treated that well and like this and that but dude this, this show is fucking hilarious like the stuff that happens he's a, originally a uh, a cartoon illustrator they have this, this thing called like toast and butter or something like that and basically whenever butter gets like really or whenever bread gets really mad he starts to turn more black like kind of burnt toast and like, and you spread butter on him to lighten him back up, so he's back to being normal, which is like <laughs> the main metaphor of like what's going on. But he has this fucking roommate. So uh, Blake Anderson is also in it. The guy from um, uh, what's the name of that show with the three guys? Office, not Office Space. Uh, shit. Uh, but he's in it, and also there's this other black guy. But this other black guy, he's like a he's like a, a hustler, so he like sells shoes. Clovis is fucking like, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, this dude is fucking hilarious. Like, there's this one Daniel Cronus you talk about in the chat room, where he goes up to this Asian chick and try to hit on her, and she fucking, fucking just clowns him and calls him something. Like, just fucking walked out. But man, this show is fucking hilarious. I've watched. It's only it's eight episodes on Hulu right now. It's only thirty minutes long, but I powered through it in one fucking day. It was so fucking funny. Which I got. Uh, isn't the guy from what is it? The new uh, new girl isn't he on there? Yeah, it's the main character. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's the main character. Okay. He's uh, a Winston, was, Winston on New Girl. At first, I thought it was um because we had there was a um there was an actor from Saturday Night Live who was in L.A. who got pulled over like he was just walking the street and like the cops ran up on him and had him get on the ground and like arrested him and he had told he had told them like hey yeah like whoever you think I am I'm not that person like just check my ID or Google my name and you'll see who I am and like they basically realized that oh he's he's an actor so they just kind of left him alone but like. They basically threw him on the ground and fucking handcuffed him. So I thought this story was based off of that, but I think it's it's kind of its own tale. What's your take on the show, uh, Stitch? Yeah, no, it's it's really good. I I, uh, I think I saw it like when we recorded last week. I said I was at the when we were closing out. I was gonna try to check it out, and uh, I checked it out that night, and I was like, oh, this is this is fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, pretty much like like how you you gave the description is just sort of this guy who's just carefree living in san francisco he's got his uh two sort of oh, yeah. kind of nutty roommates and everything the black uh pudgy dude who kind of just tries to bang whatever girls he can by lying to him and then you got this this white dude who i guess they describe him as like kind of re refuse, he's like refusing to like conform to like technology and stuff like that because like he's in this battle with one of his other tenants about paying rent, but he doesn't want to accept like PayPal or Venmo. He's, he wants cash and stuff like that. So he's uh, just little little funny quirks and everything with, with his roommates. But he's uh, trying to get people to go to his, uh, I think it's called Golden Con, Golden Con or something like that, that he's doing a panel for. So he's posting up flyers. And while he's posting up flyers, uh, cops roll up on him and think he's like a robbery suspect throw him on the ground and got him at gunpoint and everything and roughing him up and shit like that and treat him like the stuff, like, like, like he's guilty and shit. And then, uh, the white roommate rolls up. He's like, yo, you guys can't do that. And he's like poking the cops in the, in their chest and like pushing on him and just doing all this like egregious stuff that like only a white person would be able to get away with like <laughs> cops and stuff like that. And then like, they get a call over the radio. They're like, oh yeah, we got the wrong guy. They're like, oh, we got the wrong guy. All right, go on. And and that's that's the point where the main character like he's just like what the fuck just happened and it's like he can't see things like how he used to before the incident so like the whole premise of the show is like oh he's woke now and so he's seeing all these things that like he was just kind of oblivious to 
Um, like when he went to the, the scene where I started dying laughing at like three in the morning was when he's at the uh, barber shop, oh, and yeah. uh, <laughs> he realizes like he's in he's he, it's supposed to be this it's completely gentrified now and stuff like that. It's yeah, just like a bunch of white white dudes or whatever that are cutting hair. Barber shop, it's like originally named like like Clevis or something like that. Clevis Barbershop. <laughs> yeah, and he's like supposed to be like from like Queen. I forget where the guy was from or whatever, but uh. He like leaves the barbershop and like that's when the, I guess the marker or the trash can starts talking to him. Trash can. And he's like, he's like, you know what to do. And then you hear the music, like the public enemy, like fight the power intro <laughs> comes in and he grabs the trash can and he, he tries to throw it through the windshield like like in Spike Lee's do the right thing. But it just bounces yeah. off the glass window because he doesn't throw it hard enough. and It's, it's fucking hilarious. But uh, it's, no. a, it's a really, really funny show. Good comedy. Uh, it's a really easy watch. I mean, it's thirty minutes. Just kind of like how Cobra Kai is is thirty minutes, um, and each, like, it's it's a lot of good laughs and it's, it's got a lot of good points that they're trying to make on. Society. I like how the the roommate is trying to sell an energy powder that you that you can sniff with your nose. Yeah, it's just cocaine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, the funniest part, the funniest, the funniest shit to me was like later on the in the first episode, where the guy that they were looking for that where he got fucked up for by the oh, police yeah. robs him. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. was just like, oh my god, this is fucking perfect. And the fact that it's That's a set okay. in like San Francisco is like excellent as well. Where the way they interact too, because the guy's like, oh yeah, I saw you earlier today. And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, yeah, I saw you get roughed up by the cops or whatever. He's like, oh man, that shit was fucked up because they were looking for me. He's like, wait, what? He's like, oh yeah, I'm the, I'm the guy they were looking for. He's like, what? He's all, yeah, so uh, nice bag. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And the whole rent a black guy thing was absolutely hilarious. Oh yeah, I yeah. I saw that being a disaster like right away. I think it's just funny. <laughs> you know what's hilarious is that there's like friends of mine that will never watch the show because they're like they're more of like I don't like to lump in right wing guys, but they are like right wing people, so they're gonna think that oh it's called woke. I'm not gonna like this show, but it's like listen, I'm like I'm not woke. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't like using the phrase woke. Um, I'm more educated now than I was, but I just don't like the phrase in, in general woke. But this show is like spot on of like how you would feel once you realize that, hey, especially in California where you, you live here, you know, if, if especially if you're, uh, you know, of African descent living here and you think that, oh, yeah, it's all kumbaya, you know, where it's all good. This racism is gone. But it's like, no, it's not like I was talking to K-Mac like I'm like watching this. It's like, yeah, I go to San Francisco for SF Beer Week. You know, every year, and I would say 96% of the time, everywhere that I go, I'm the only black guy there. Oh, yeah. Only black guy there. And it's like, I'm not trying to go to places that it's all white people, but it's just like, that's just the way it is, you know? So for people to tell you that, you know, in, in, uh, in California, you know, no matter where you go, it's all diversified. It's like, it depends on where the fuck you go, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's good here in California for like, for the majority of schools to have diversity, but when you go to still like a lot of places here, um, <coughs> even with school, shit depends on where the fuck you live. Like if you go to Blackhawk, shit probably have that fucking fucking diversified. Marin, Marin County, one of the richest counties yeah. in the entire <laughs> fucking world, is also one of the least diverse, and that includes uh, for uh, wealthy, uh, uh, tech savvy Asian. Like, yeah, it is. It is not diverse for South Asian, East Asian, Latino. Nope. 
Yeah, so I, I, I like how they really shined a light on that for like a lot of people because I think people yeah. in California are kind of um, living under a false false pretense of of you know that we that redlining still isn't affecting parts of California because we were forced to live in certain places, and um, I like that they did that because we're living in kind of like a fantasy world in parts of California where we think that we're all you know diversified but we're we're really not you know just really not i mean like if you look look at the news like one of the first karen incident was the like, one that happened in oakland yeah uh-huh. yeah where we had like oh, a black yeah. family trying to barbecue but then all of a sudden we had something in san francisco where a girl had a lemonade stand and some fucking karen came off like hey where's your permit yeah <laughs> my yeah, job is so what about the uh the negative aspect of, of stuff we've watched on uh well, I haven't watched, but stuff that's been released on on Netflix with this this cuties. Oh uh, boy! Let me okay. This stuff. God, have anyone watched it yet? No, and I'm oh, not no. going to. But what's what's disturbing to me is that it's in the top fucking ten on Netflix. <laughs> like I was yeah. literally watching. I was on Netflix the other day, and I was like, I was going through the top ten, just hoping that it was not in the top ten. And I think it was like number seven. I was like, how mm-hmm. dare you, fucking world! do this shit to me and to children around the world um yeah i can't get down with this cuties bullshit it's called something else because it's like a i think it's it made was made in france or whatever yeah which unironically just lowered the age of consent you know to like 16 or some shit and it's just it's this show about these very young girls like prepubescent girls that becoming they they get into like some dance group and they start doing all these really weird provocative dances with like really, I can't even say provocative clothing because they're like little girls. So it's not provocative. It's not provocative to me. It's just disgusting. Like I don't want to see little girls dressed like that. You know, I don't know why anybody would want to do that. And so I'm seeing like some of the pushback on what I'm saying is that, oh, they're trying to point out that, you know, Little girls are being sexualized. Like, okay, I get that. But listen, you can't sit there and say that, you know, the world is trying to sexualize girls, like little girls, and then, like, literally do the same thing in the movie that you're making. Yeah. Like, it's very obvious. Like, them talking about, like, sucking dicks and shit and, like, popping their asses. It's like, I don't think that, like, the, I don't even think the oldest girl was even 12 years old. And it's just like, why would you put that out there today? It, it just seems totally weird and gross to me. And it's just, it just highlighting to me that there's like way more pedophiles than I thought in the world, you know. And it's it's becoming more and more acceptable, and it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, oh, well, I was just no, gonna no, go say, ahead. Go ahead. yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, you know, I've, I've talked on here at, at nauseum sometimes. Uh, there's some, there are some shit parents, you know, who don't give a fuck about their daughters, just flat out, and um, that's disturbing to me. Almost, just almost just as disturbing as the number of uh, sicko fucking pedophiles out there. Um, this uh, this show uh, is something that I don't have interest in. It. Um, I understand those people who are saying, "Well, how can you judge something that you haven't seen?" I don't have to fucking see everything. This just, this just isn't fucking for me. No, I will, I will also say. Can, can I highlight something that you just said right there? People that say you can't judge something you haven't seen, that's fucking bullshit. 
like seriously, it's like saying that how do you know you don't like pedophilia unless you haven't watched it? Yeah, exactly. Like just it's, on morals alone, it should tell yeah, you it, no. Well, I know that some people are comparing it to like some of the the kids dance shows that are on like um yep. dance moms. Those are yep. girls there's, too. There's like dance moms, there's like the the Miss Teen USA. Like yeah, there's like all this other like kid show oh. where these kids are dressing kind of provo- pro- provocative. But yeah, like nobody's I mean, saying anything about those. Exactly. Well, I mean, Dance Moms has eight seasons on Lifetime, and those yeah. girls are roughly around the same age. I, here, here's the thing. I think that you can certainly put those in very similar categories. I don't have a problem with that. Um, I, I, I get the point sometimes people are making of, well, if you weren't outraged with that, then you shouldn't be with this, kind of. But at the same time, I put it all in the same fucking category of... of yeah. Uh, you know, some really questionable parents trying to uh, make their little girls grow up too fast or exposing them to things that they're just not mature enough to handle. And so I, I don't like it. I don't like it as a parent. I got, you know, a six year old daughter. Uh, I don't want her anywhere close to any of that that shit. And um, again, it, it's not something that I need to consume for me to uh, develop an opinion on it. I already think it's gross, uh, even sight unseen. And then I'll also say this too, because I saw this bullshit online. Uh, you know, some people were, were uh, trying to defend this because it was made by some uh, Parisian uh, of African descent from Senegal or something like that, and what she went through and telling her story. I don't give a fuck who the director is. Like, like the, the the director's ethnicity or even her own background, I can still shit on you for making something that seems gross, regardless of where you come from. If if you are trying to say that this is a problem and stuff, then based on the marketing, because like I said, I haven't seen it and nobody else here has actually seen the movie, but based on the marketing on it, it doesn't seem like you're trying to make it a sort of documentary about the horrors of uh of what these young girls are going through uh in these sort of dance groups and and idolizing this culture of uh of i don't want to say it's hip-hop dance or whatever but just like provocative preteen dance and stuff like yeah um if if your whole if that was your whole purpose of making this film I think he could have done it in a better way or at least got out in front of it and said and and done a better job of of, of explaining that to the masses rather than just all of a sudden you have a because it came to my attention when i i think i saw the people were talking about the the poster of the advertisement poster for the video yep. and it's like i'm like what the fuck is this or whatever like why are you using shock value to get me to watch something and you're shocking me with something that I think is disgusting. Like that was just like a major red flag. Well, this movie supposedly did great at Sundance and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, okay, if that's the case, and you know, these people that saw it at Sundance and everything, you know what it is that you have that hopefully you're intelligent enough to to understand that this is going to be controversial if I don't market it the right way. Yep. And they completely marketed it the absolute wrong way by having it look like a, a Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion video with fucking uh, 12 year olds or whatever. And it's just like, wh- what are you doing here? And I, 
I second your your comment about how these beauty pageants and and little dance Miss America things are on the same page, and I've I've issues with that. Um, but at the same time, it's like it's not number seven or whatever the fuck it is on Netflix right now. Like I I don't yeah. I don't get Bigger it. I don't. Time. Yeah, it's it's just crazy, and it's, it, to me, it's personally sickening. I have no desire to watch it. I I I don't know. Well, real quick, the Netflix, uh, they, they've heard some backlash on this. Like, their stock oh, price yeah. was dropping like a fucking rock, and, and it's at one of these all-time highs. Uh, I kind of watch the market or whatever when it comes to some of these uh, these big stocks. Um, they, they felt some of the heat. Now, Twitter, as we've talked about many times, uh, cancel culture stuff on Twitter, they have a short fucking memory. They, they will move on to the next fucking scandal yeah. Literally the same uh, 24-hour news cycle, but yep. next week, yeah, it's the same day sometimes. You know what I mean? But I just I don't get what you wanted to accomplish. Correct. That that that's my that, that's my biggest thing, and I I can handle a lot of quote unquote controversial fictional movies or even controversial documentaries. But once you get into the child shit, man, god damn, that's a red line. You're, it, it's like, especially because it was marketed like you're glamorizing it. It's like if you're if you're trying to alert parents and, and people about like the dangers of this society and this world and, and what these kids can get into and stuff like that, you can do it in a much better way. And I've seen people, and I also like repost it, I'm like, yeah, I mean, your, your daughters might be doing this same shit on TikTok, bro, you know, which is... Yep highly possibly true but marketed a different way is is being like yo this is a problem that nobody is talking about we, uh girls are being victimized looked at as, as as meat they're being sexualized bring attention to it like that rather than putting out a showgirls-esque glamored up booty dropping trailer and and and, and picture for the moot for this show and then worry about it afterwards. Have to be come on the back end of it and try to explain for it. It's just like you—you you lost me. You, you like I don't—I don't care or want to hear what it is that you have to say. Like it's disgusting. I know I know there are problems with it, but I don't want to hear what you have to say about it because you went about it the wrong way. And there, there, real quick, there there may be some unique bullshit of pedophilia and bullshit of preteen culture going on in France that is slightly different from what's going on in America. And and, and perhaps uh, some of those differences were trying to be highlighted. That That's me trying to give some benefit of the doubt. But even still, if that is what's going on in France, y'all need to fucking get your, get your shit together too by international yeah. standards. Yeah, there, there's different laws around here in terms of like consent and what is uh socially acceptable and legal so yeah that's a <laughs> no it's a no God. for me dog well i think you, well, you, well you know it's crazy I, you know obviously three of us on here are, are, are parents and we have we have girls and so it hits mm -hmm. a little bit harder for us than probably most people because i would never want to see like if somebody would have asked like if if you know either one either one of my daughters wanted to be actresses and they, you know, were starting to make it. And, so, and somebody asked them to make a, a film like this. I would just read it, like the the premise. And I'd be like, fucking no. 
gross. Like, and I don't understand how they got multiple families to do this. And I understand that, like, this happens here in America, too, with all these pageant shows. and Those are gross, too. You know, like this Here Comes Honey Boo Boo shit that highlighted, like, a lot of fucking nasty nonsense here in America for me and, like, for, for a lot of people. And um, I just don't see how it's acceptable today for this to happen, especially in this day and age where we literally, we've gone through a slew of pedophilia scandals, um, you know, with... Uh, Fucking Epstein, quote unquote, killing himself. We have the, his the right hand chick now going to be on trial. We had, uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein doing some horrible fucking rape shit, and they decide after all this shit happens over, over a whole slew of other fucking scandals that right now is okay to release a film like this. It should it should never have been okay, but this is literally the worst time possible that I would think that you should release anything like this. And the fact that it's fucking in the top goddamn ten. Of Netflix is very concerning to me as both a, a, a man and a parent. Yeah. Here, here I'll just say this. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more with both of you guys, but uh, if you wanted to do some like life-changing documentary or movie on uh, this subject, I think a more interesting take would be actually to investigate those uh, altar boys uh, with the Catholic Church that, I mean, you know, you talk about some controversy. There is yeah. decades and decades of, of, you know, now you got full-grown men that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s and stuff that were uh, victims of, of, of the church, uh, of priests who got I away with it. Already, I thought they already did. In fact, I thought there was multiple ones. I know there's a movie about it. Uh, Spotlight yeah. is about the investigation. But uh, I could have sworn there's also there might be a couple of documentaries actually. I'm not saying there's none. I'm just saying I, I think that there is still additional stories to be told. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, it is what it fucking is. Uh, actually, I, I stepped out for a second. Stitch, did I, I'm specifically calling you out a little bit. I want to make sure I get your take on this uh, to start it off. I don't know if this yeah. is going to turn into something bigger, but. Um, I thought that there was you would rightly so on social media given uh, some uh, props on the uh, courageous uh, L.A. Uh, sheriff, uh, sh- lady sheriff that you know saved a life and did some heroic shit. Do you want to talk about that at all? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I wish I knew her name or whatever because I, I I would love to be able to give give credit to to her name and everything, but. Um, and I'm unprepared, but in the lot, LA somewhere in the Sheriff County's uh, jurisdiction, there were two, I guess, police officers that were just sitting there in a police unit and a person came up to their car and just unloaded, um, just started firing and everything. It was caught on tape and everything. Um, both officers, I guess, are, are in critical condition, but it does appear like they're going to make it through which is which is great but um just some of the i mean if you watch the the video of how it happens it's it's pretty fucking shocking and stuff like that i mean it it, we're obviously living in crazy times and stuff like that and um we've seen stuff happen on both sides in terms of like police doing fucked up shit to people of color and white people and and vice versa and stuff like that um, this thing, this one just caught me sort of, unpre- like, just caught me off guard 
and everything because it was just it was a complete ambush and uh, the guy just walked up to the car and just started firing and um i sort of touched on it when we talked about the um that punk ass 17 year old dude that had the the ar-15 and uh when i was breaking when i was breaking that whole video down i i specifically said i was like you never let anybody walk up to your car when you're sitting into it and especially if they got a fucking firearm in your hand and i was like that was another red flag that just started sending sirens because in your car you're trapped or whatever you can't get to your gun you can't you got a seat belt on you're 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 dead to rights whatever somebody comes up to your car and everything i mean even if somebody does start to approach your car you try to get out your car just to be like hey what, what's going on and stuff like that but um the the, the awesome thing about this was uh you, you hear the reports about this uh female officer who was a year out of the academy she used to be a librarian so shout out to uh, ella darling uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but after taking several rounds to the face and everything she had enough just clarity to uh, address her her situation take care of herself and then help out her partner apply a tourniquet and everything and just like be like yo i'm not i'm not dying here and i'm not dying right now because I mean, I I can't imagine, and I, I get shivers even like thinking about like what would happen if just all of a sudden I just have a gun in my face and someone's just shooting it or whatever. Let alone I know I've been hit or whatever, and I'm just you're 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 dead to rights and everything. I, um, not many people have been in that situation. Thankfully, I've never been in that situation where you just feel powerless. I know. Kronos has been in a situation where he talks about that that missile coming through where it's just like, well, fuck, I'm, I'm going to die now and shit like that. And it's like, you can't really fathom like what's going through your mind when you're just powerless in a situation. And uh, she just had the, the enough mental grit in her in her mind to be like, yo, I'm, I'm hurting or whatever. I don't know how many times I've been shot. I've been shot, but I, I'm not going to die here right now. I, I got to survive. I got to, I assume she's got a family. I, I got a family I got to go home to and stuff like that. So I thought it was real courageous that she, she pushed through and uh, she survived and she's going to be okay. Now on the flip side of it, whatever. And like I said, I, I call it how I see it. The LA Sheriff's Department is fucking politicizing this shit in, a, in such a bullshit way by calling out LeBron James to fucking pay for, to, to match the reward for this fucking he's already, out. He's already paying for it. Fucking stupid as shit. <laughs> he's, oh God, I didn't even see that part of it, but it's just like. No, 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 just think about it logically, man. If they find the person, and what does the reward come out of? Does it come from the PD? Comes out of taxpayer dollars. This is how fucking, I'm gonna stop. But I, like, yeah, it's. Like, I don't, I don't know, like. <laughs> I don't, first of all, I don't understand why there's a, re like, I, I don't get it or whatever. I don't get, like, doing a reward for it. It's just, like, it's sort of, like, knowing that humanity ain't shit, that you have to bribe people to be like, yo, help us out on this haircut fucking disgusting murder. We'll give you $100,000 or whatever like that. Like, that's, it is what it is or whatever and i i think it was maybe a little bit premature to just start throwing out money out there or whatever like detectives do your work or whatever like that that's what you're paid to do um and when i when i i want to preface this by like the tone that i'm going to start having now on is like i'm not talking shit on that department or, or like 
those officers or whatever is just the way that I guess the sheriff was caring about his actions, but do work. That's what your job is to do. One of your boys and your and your one of your brothers, one of your sisters in blue got fucking almost murdered, just ambushed. Cold blood, do work. Put your resources, put your effort in. Voluntary overtime. If somebody came up to and tried to shoot one of you guys on the podcast, one of my one of my squad buddies or whatever like that, you don't even gotta pay me overtime. I'm putting in extra work and I'm can I'm finding every camera I can find. We're gonna find out who did this shit. And for that sheriff to all of a sudden start asking people to match hundred thousand dollar reward like rewards from from basketball player or whatever who you guys want to shut up and dribble and all this other shit. And meanwhile, like let us not forget that your department got in some shit for, for publicly posting out a, a crime scene from when Kobe Bryant's helicopter hit the fucking mountain and shit like that. Your your, your deputies were, were out taking photos and sharing it on social media and giving it to TMZ and shit like that. So, like, do what it is that the public pays you to fucking do, that the deputies signed up to do, your detectives, your homicide detectives. One of your boys got shot take care of that shit. Like that's what you're supposed to do. And that's what you would want to do. You don't need LeBron James who's in Orlando playing basketball to fucking throw money in a, in a collection plate to find out who did it. Like you need to talk to the people. You need to beat the street. Like, I don't, I know when I say beat the street, I mean like (laughs) do like actual footwork and talk to people and figure out who did this shit or whatever. So it's like, that part just absolutely fucking disgusted me and it it distracted from the heroic effort of this officer that saved her life and saved her partner's life in the most dire gravest of situations and that part pissed me off but like you said before that officer amazing job uh i'll try to google her name real quick or whatever like that because she she fucking kicked ass reminded me of that girl in michigan who had the dude with the knife coming at her, had her gun jam, and she was able to focus, reload, clear her jam, and, and and get about her business or whatever. So, power to her. Like especially these 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 women cops that are out here handling it in some some grave situations that I know a lot of male cops that I I personally know would have fucking not been able to handle the situation. There are a lot of women warriors oh, yeah. out there. So much much love to them. Yeah, so, uh, I think we already know. If one of us gets shot, it's the Super Shoot Show's fault. So. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, I'm let, let, out. Let me, uh, I'm going to say a couple things before I say my, my next statements. I, I, have, I used to have a very close relationship with the East L.A. Sheriff's Department. Okay, I used to work uh, as part of the East L.A. VITA program. It's the Vital Interdiction Directional Alternatives. So basically, if you ever watched, uh, if you ever watched Jerry Springer and you saw the guys Jerry. in black... That would do like a scary straight thing. I was one of those guys for like more than a year in East LA. So I respect sheriffs. You know, I obviously respect most of law enforcement um, and just in general. But for somebody to sit out there and say, you know, we need to have these people matching dollar amounts for some basically a bounty is utterly ridiculous to me. Because we're already paying for the bounty as taxpayers. The money doesn't come out of that department. It comes out of taxpayer dollars. All right. And these are things that are going to re- If they don't have a general fund that is funding things, 
um, then that's going to take away from some other program. And it's not going to be the fucking police department or the sheriff's department. Let me put things in per- into perspective for you. In 2017, there was over $200 million in settlements from the LAPD alone. In settlements. Okay? That comes out of the LA County's taxpayer dollars. It does not come out of the LAPD. This is a fucking problem. And to me, it needs to stop. What happened to those two sheriffs is fucking horrific. But let's not try to politicize this shit and try to fool the people into thinking that they need to pay extra into something to where it's their job to do anyway. It's like me paying the, the, the trash guy extra to do some shit that he's already picking up trash. Like, that's your fucking job is to do that. If the trash guy fucks up, like, could you imagine if the trash guy fucking crashed into my goddamn car with his fucking, t- with his trash truck, and all of a sudden th- that money comes out of the, out of my tax dollars? That's fucking bullshit. Right? I mean, that those are reasonable expectations. If, if a trash guy fucking tra- fucks up my car, it should come out of their funds, not the people's funds that should be going towards, you know, other sort of, you know, other public programs. And this is one of the problems that I have with, with PDs in general, and it's been coming way more apparent to me, is that there's literally no accountability for that. But, you know, I don't want to, like, I don't want to go in that direction because I I kind of went in a direction that I really didn't want to go to into that far because what happened to them was fucked up. Nobody should be going out shooting people in the fucking, in cars and trying to do some vigilante justice bullshit. Like, listen, we understand that what's happening in America right now is fucked up. But not every cop is, is a bad cop or every sheriff is a bad sheriff or, you know, every person in law enforcement is, ba- is bad law enforcement. You know what I mean? There are people that make mistakes in law enforcement. They need to be held accountable, yes. But you cannot make the snap judgment that they're all bad and you can just go up to them and shoot them. In the same manner that you would not expect every single police officer to, to pull over a black man and shoot them, right? So let's have the same sort of expectation and be fucking reasonable on both sides. And I'll leave it at that. I'm sorry I went to like a little rant that kind of distracted from what happened to those those two sheriffs. So, yeah. yeah. No no problem at all. Uh, I Again, I, I'm pretty much with Stitch and, and some of the things that Chrono said on this one. Uh, it was a real tough thing to watch in terms of going up to a car and unloading. That That's all fucking bad. I'm going to say unequivocally I don't support even the uh, the protesting, and I've been pro pro protest yeah. in general. But I don't support the protests outside of the hospital in general. I will say, to be very fair, it seems like it is a tiny, less than uh, you can count them on less than two hands number out there. Regardless, I don't I don't like that shit. You know, someone got shot at work. Uh, I, I think that that's fucked up. Um, the LeBron stuff is a silly fucking political distraction. Uh, the, LeBron James, again, as, as Stitch said, is literally in Orlando playing, uh, Orlando, Florida, playing playoff basketball games. He's got absolutely nothing to uh, to do with this event, and uh, people are just shitty. Yeah, her name is Claudia Apollinar. I'm, I'm butchering the last name. I apologize. Thirty-one uh, year old. Uh, Hispanic female. Uh, the little thing I said. She's got a six-year-old son. So good. Good. I'm, I'm glad she, she's doing all right, and uh, she's 
was able to just fight through and had that that will inside her to go home and to her, her six year old son and everything and make sure she she got home safe after fucking getting unloaded on in a, in a crazy fucked up situation and yeah yeah those, I, I I read things about protesters like blocking the hospital and shit like I didn't I didn't know how true that was so I didn't want to start condemning protesters and stuff like that because some people will be like oh yeah they're a lot of right-wing people would just be like, oh, they're blocking the freeway. They're, they're saying, oh, yeah, you deserve to die. I don't, I don't know how true it is. I don't know if it's true, so I didn't want to give light to that and sort of, like, confirm that or not. Uh, hopefully it is not true, but uh, and that that's not happening, because if it is, that's a, that's a shame. Hmm. Do you know if the clown said anything about this? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Damn. Wait, wait, what did he say? I saw something. Blue was right on time with that one. Wait, what did he say? I he, missed uh, the clown. Uh, the clown say anything about this? Oh. Yeah, he said something along the lines of like, uh, <laughs> "Fuck, I, I forget." You don't have to pull up his actual words, but the dog whistling version of it is like, "We need to find this this dog." And street justice needs to be administered on on him. And I made sure when I when I posted my stuff about it because I, I have a lot of friends that are obviously in, in law enforcement um, outraged about this incident. Um, and sometimes their posts hint on Punisher style retribution for it, which is not okay, and everything. Nope. So I made sure in everything I posted that uh, I hope that this person is arrested and brought to justice in a court of law rather than no, no one deserves to just be shot in the street on site and everything um you need to be able to uh, have self-control and realize the greater purpose and the the end game of, of whatever it is that you're trying to do when you're trying to apprehend a uh, criminal suspect is you want to capture him and arrest him not just shoot him on site and, and murder him because that just leads to just vigilanteism and and murder back and forth so we don't we don't want that on either side well but i mean and yeah the- i'm glad you said that and it's just like what it, it's probably if he gets arrested it's not going to be peaceful like these other folks that are mass murderers i can pretty much guarantee that i mean he's, he's definitely not going to stop by a goddamn burger king get a get a cheeseburger on his way <laughs> to to jail or you know incarceration and I think that there are some police officers, I'm not going to say all, I'm not going to say most, I will say some people in law enforcement, where they think that the beginning and the end of law enforcement lies on them, where it's it's just the beginning. You apprehend suspects, and the justice system is what determines if they are guilty or not, and they, they dispense justice. It is not yeah. on the is not in the lap of law enforcement to dispense um, any sort of um, punitive measure. Punishment. Yeah, any sort of punishment. You just you apprehend them, and the rest is on the justice system. But you don't see that with more than a few more than what I would like to see. What I do see is that people that will see suspects and they treat them as felons right away or whatever they're suspected as they will assume that they are wrong and that they are definitely guilty and that's what we see people getting punched in the face choked brutalized murdered you know because they assume that 
they are definitely 100% guilty of that crime, and that is not their fucking job. Yeah. My, my only, my only, okay. I, I'm probably going to say the same thing as you. My only, my only pushback is there is a huge exception of public safety or someone is posing a threat. Yeah, then they absolutely do have the yeah. authority oh, to yeah. obviously yeah. neutralize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, if it's a public safety threat. threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if there's somebody obviously yeah, you, you, going out shooting civilians or yeah, other people, yeah. anybody, non-range civilians, yeah. then yeah, obviously yeah. you need to for public safety do do something. But we've seen multiple times if, if this was true universally, then why do we see you know mass murderers that get put in handcuffs? taken yep. in peacefully so this is like it's the uneven justice that we see in america and it's it needs to be more yeah. even it needs to be blind justice you know but it's it's okay. not here in america the perfect example of how like, what happened in um oh god with the guy with the ak um that shot, that walk shot yeah that killed two people and like injured like another person the kyle um, kid or whatever his fucking name yeah and it, it's interesting because like Trump calls him a fucking, like, hero, basically, because yeah. he was helping protecting people's property or something like that, but this motherfucker is still a guy that he killed two people, but yet he calls this guy a hero, but he calls the other guy a fucking animal, and we need to hunt him down, basically. Yeah, that, that's that's a lot. I have a, a lot of issues with, with people trying to be like, oh, yeah, that person needs to be killed, or even a lot of times on the, on the flip side of it is like, well, why wasn't this person... Like for the Dylan Roof example or whatever, it's like, oh, it's funny how they brought Dylan Roof in or whatever. Well, it's like, okay, they did their job or whatever. Like if 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 I rolled up on fucking Hitler or whatever, and I know it's fucking Hitler, and he's he's not doesn't have a gun or anything like that, then okay, I'm going to arrest him. I'm not going to just pull out my firearm and just shoot him because he's he's Hitler and I know what he's done or whatever. But at that moment in time when I'm confronted with him, if he's not a a threat at that moment then i will arrest him and everything so that's different with the, that whole kyle thing because kyle is walking down the street with a fucking firearm and he just blasted somebody fucking 45 seconds ago he's an active shooter as far as i'm concerned um but it's like some of these other situations it's just like when some people are just like oh well th that person should have funny how they're alive it's like well i need to know the situation of how that person was confronted when when they were encountered by the, the police because it's like i like it was said before you can't justify just killing people to kill people on on both sides of it no matter what it is that they they did previously yeah but it's, well, it's, part of, it's part of the end game well yeah it's part of it but it's like there's also like a disproportionate side where you have people that are unarmed with their hands up that are getting killed still and then when you have people that yeah. you know killed somebody that killed multiple people and they put their hands up, and it's just like they're they're all of a sudden not a threat, even though you knew that they killed multiple people. Yeah, you know this. This yeah, is the problem with yeah. uneven. It's, it's the problem with police discretion. So yeah, you're you're supposed to yeah in in theory and this I don't know if it's just poor training or it's people's mindsets going into whatever fucking situation it is, but if that person does not pose a imminent threat to you at that time, there's no reason to use deadly force. So. If, like, like with uh, Jacob Blake, coordinate in the way I viewed it, he posed no eminent threat. Even if he had it, if you found a knife in his pocket or whatever, I didn't see him pull it out. I didn't see him waving in a threatening manner. 
or brandish it or anything like that. He was not a threat, an, an imminent threat, where I needed to use deadly force. He was trying to get into a car, at worst, drive away. Okay, we'll catch him another day or whatever. He didn't, he didn't try to run me over with the car. He didn't reach for a firearm. He didn't try to pull the knife out and try to stab me with it. He is not an imminent threat. So in my opinion, he did not deserve having deadly force ex- executed on him and everything like Wait, that. The really Kyle quick, kid. Uh, real quick, Jacob Blake, was he the PlayStation guy from New Orleans or, or no? No, no. No, Blake no. was the, the... He's paralyzed now. The Kenosha. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I got shot yeah. seven times in the back getting into his car. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the, the, the Kyle kid, he literally is running down the street with a firearm in his hand. He shot somebody. You heard the gunshots. He's walking up to your car. You hear people saying he just shot somebody. And you're letting him walk up to your fucking car. Like, if, if this had have happened, like, if the, the, the LA ambush had happened a week before this, and we'd seen what happens when somebody with a firearm walks up to your car, you would unload on that motherfucker be, as soon as he got up, up to you. Like, you wouldn't even let him get close to you. Like, like, stop right there, put the rifle fucking down. Don't even, no, you know what? Don't touch the rifle or whatever. Keep your hands on your fucking head because I don't want you touching the rifle. I'll get the rifle off of you. Uh, so I, I disagree a little bit with you because I think this is gonna, it's gonna continue to happen. I mean, we, we've had people that have been ambushed before. And this happened way after that. Like, there's been multiple times where police officers have been in ambush. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they still let, you know, Kyle walk up to them with a firearm, with his hand on the butt, buttstock of his rifle, walking up to them. That's and true. they didn't say shit to, the, to him. That's so. True. I mean, yeah. I, I, it seems like we're dancing around it. Kyle was a, a little white boy. Like. I, I'm, I'm just going to flat out say it. He, he did not seem like a threat because of his skin. That is what I think. Until I'm proven wrong, I'm going to always think that. Yeah. Like, I, no, I, I period. I agree. You know. You know. <laughs> so, yeah. all right. Um, also, uh, on a qu- another note, um, Louisville handed off with 12 million. Was it 12 or 15 yes. million? I thought it was 12. Dude. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. Twelve million dollars. The uh, taxpayers of the city of Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. had to fork mm-hmm. over to the Brianna Taylor family. Obviously, there is no um, dollar amount that can um, make the the feeling of losing your daughter or or your loved one feel better. Um, obviously, this was we've talked about it before a massive fucking tragedy. Um, nobody's been arrested or held accountable there was an officer that was fired but from what i've read there was some other stuff that was going on with that officer in compiling with that incident that led to his firing but um they, they well, signed over 12 million dollar check to that to that family or real, whatever and, uh, real quick real quick though, real quick and, and i want to get back to the 12 million but it's my understanding if Kentucky, and I don't know Kentucky law all that well, but if it's anything like California and most of the rest of the country, if you get fired from Louisville, that sh- that does not prohibit you from getting hired by neighboring yeah. Louisville B yeah. <laughs> or Shelbyville. Correct. It depends on whatever state. And I've never stepped foot in Kentucky. I don't even know if technically I've flown over Kentucky in terms of like, planes that i've been on 
I've, I've been there before. Anything, so I, don't... I, I, I had a job there before. <laughs> a a yeah. short gig. So I, I don't know how their their penal code thing works, and I don't know what his actual cause of termination was. Um, if it, if I mean, because a lot of times what happens is they'll resign in lieu of being terminated yep. to just save whatever, just so it looks better on paper. So I don't, I don't know the situation behind that. Um, and obviously they didn't, I mean, since he's not charged with anything, um, he wasn't fired for a criminal aspect of it from my understanding. So probably not. It looks like you are right. Like, yeah, he's probably free to go work at a different department if he wants to. Um, but yeah, it's another day has gone by and nothing has really changed in that whole Breonna Taylor thing. I will say I that so. it is a, it's pretty, them writing the check that quick is pretty fucking damning. Like that shit never happens that quick. I, I thought, I thought, um, I thought there, there were some reform. I, I'd have to look them up. I don't have them yes, at my yes. fingertips. There were some yes, reform things. Born. Um, yeah. that, that got changed that I, I think can be a positive step in the right direction. But I, but real Absolutely. quickly, this is what I want to give props on. Um, the Breonna Taylor, unlike George Floyd, even though they happened obviously the same year, a few months apart, uh, the fact that it became a national headline story without, to my knowledge, without any video was about as impressive as you can Right? There's no video. That's this, a good right? point. That's yeah. a good fucking point. I forgot because about that. Because really to, to me, every other time that there's been like a, you know, say her name, say his name, you know, a national story of, of, of this person, you know, usually, not every single time, not every single time, but usually there's some type of uh, a body cam video or, or cell phone video or, or some pictures or something. There's an after video. And it seems like, yeah, it seems like there's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, that type of evidence that's in the main public so i i have to give props on the fact that it's it's something that's a national international news without that that seems well, interesting think, to me i think it's interesting how like some people like mainly the the right or left one of the one of the wings how they they try to twist the story and saying like oh she was involved in drugs and stuff like that she was that guilty as her boyfriend she's like that i'm like dude somebody fucking lost their life an innocent so? person lost their life, and you're throwing this fucking bullshit, made up fucking story out there. Like, come on, man, come on. You're 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 kicking in you're kicking in doors for weed. Is that is that really what's going on? Like, you're kicking in doors. Oh boy. With a ram and and stacking a fucking door and, and rolling up in there for weed. Is is that what the warrant was for? Like stitch. Like, so there's a book that um, Prodigy recommended. I think it was Prodigy. The was it the war. Uh, shit. The warrior, warrior mindset. The warrior. No, Rise of the Warrior Cop. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should really read that book. It's it's pretty fucked up. Like I've heard, it, I I can't think of his name, but I've heard his um, he was talking at a couple universities. No, no, no. So it's not it's, it's not about that guy. It's not about him at all. Which is which is what I thought too. I thought it was gonna be about that one guy. But it's not about him. You talking about the guy that has like the warrior mindset for police officers? No, no. The the author of the book was oh, okay. was going around talking to like several universities. I can't think of his name right now, but I listened to like two of his talks at several universities. Uh, it was maybe like fifty minutes long each, where he was breaking down some of these uh these warrants that they were going through searching for drugs. I think maybe it was in Tulsa or something like that, somewhere in the Midwest. I think 
where they were just like fucking just going through just beating people up just for like like weed or whatever and he's just like what the fuck is is going on and he talks about how uh essentially with 9-11 it sort of provoked the whole um militarization of police forces across the united states and, and etc oh, it goes I, way before 9-11 the only thing i thought where i where i disagreed on him with that it was like i would go i think the military militarization of police forces began with the los angeles shootout in hollywood yeah with, with that bank robber that's, that's what it was all bad yeah yeah where, where got the, it. those cops were fucking outgunned and they were going into pawn shops and gun stores being like yo we need guns now and stuff like that and after that whole thing because those those guys, I think it was two two people, like they were just in full body armor and they would, bullets were just bouncing off them and shit. And they still and, magically both still died. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, eventually. I mean, eventually, yeah. but I mean, they, they they were doing some damage. They, that was on some Call of Duty video game shit where it's like, all right, oh, yeah. they, took, they, they took a round. They're like, all right, let me get to cover. Wait for my, my the color to come back in my screen. All right, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, get a med pack. Yeah. yeah. After after that incident, it is pretty much in uh, some of the criminal justice classes that I took in college before 9/11. They pinpointed that incident as pretty much when SWAT teams started to become prevalent in in major in, in like even random ass cities where they really didn't really have a, a need for a SWAT team and stuff yeah. just because they were like we're never going to be outgunned again. And that's to me he he, put, he puts it more on 9/11 because you get more of the federal funding and the money. But I think the mentality and the mindset and the philosophy was more so back in the Los Angeles shooting. Yeah, that was my only yeah. back on that. Well, the thing was is that back in the Los Angeles shooting, it's pretty much never happened ever since then. Mm. It's, it's, it's extremely rare. And yep. most of these SWAT teams, that because this is like the rise of the SWAT teams came from that one incident. And the vast majority of these SWAT teams, they're basically um, being used for no-knock warrants for low-level drug offenders. And very rarely, when I say very rarely, I would say like 80 plus percent of the time, they're finding no weapons whatsoever into yep. these into these residences. And if you think about it logically, like if you have somebody that you know is a violent drug dealer, why in the fuck would you try to arrest them in their home? No. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. You would pick up on the street, right? For public safety and your safety. Because there would be less weapons. You can't carry you know, a hundred plus, a magical number of whatever you want on your body at any given time if you're away from your home, quote unquote, like your fort. So why the fuck would you keep doing these no-knock warrants on homes that you think that where there could be violent drug offenders or fucking gun dealers for that matter? Why would you do that? It doesn't make any logical sense. But but you get to terrorize, uh, you get to terrorize Easy e like, yeah, <laughs> we all saw straight out of Compton. But it, 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 I'm I'm laughing, but it was obviously no joke. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you never I saw mean, you never saw yeah. straight out of Compton. Oh, <laughs> it's a great movie. Like no, I, I, right I, I, now. Yeah, what I the mean, fuck? the only I, even Sweden saw it. That's all Damn. discussion for a different dad. I think you, you digest when it when you're going at when you're when you're going at somebody's home. You're you're trying to minimize collateral damage. Where, no, where, you're not. If you, That'd be more collateral damage. How? Well, hold on. Let, let him finish. Let him finish. Let... Go ahead. Yeah. If, if if okay. If if Prodigy is a drug dealer in theory or whatever like that, and like I know he's at home at this certain time 
we can surround his house or whatever and we have him confined to a location where is like all right he's at the 7-eleven now or something like that he walks in the 7-eleven and he sees us coming or if he's sitting at chili's or something then all of a sudden we if there's a shootout there or if he sees us there then all of a sudden we have a potential for a hostage situation no it's like, all right no you're well, missing you're missing you can steps. Say no, but I, I'm, I'm i'm telling you this is this is the actual philosophy and logic or whatever but the, the logic is very you wrong have the per- you well okay if you say that if you want but whatever you have them in your in, in their house in their home you can cut the power to their house you can cut the water to their house you have it you can you essentially have time on your side and they are in a spot where you have that person confined you have no other technical innocent bystanders there and everything where if you're in a public spot you have to worry about public safety if there's other people, innocent bystanders in the area. So getting the person at their home is the best spot. And that's, I mean, if you're serving a warrant, you need to have a search warrant for that actual location. That would give, that's what gives you the right to bust into said location. If Prodigy is at my house, you can't just bust into my house to come get Prodigy because that would violate my fourth amendment right of search and seizure because you're coming into my property and you're, you're, you're violating my rights because it's on my property. If I have a warrant for your property, that's what the judge signs over, and he can go into. You can shake your head, but that's that's con- that's what the Constitution says about the Fourth Amendment. You don't. You have you no idea what I'm thinking pro- right now. <laughs> well, I'm I'm telling you that's that's how it works. That's how it legally is and stuff. You can't okay, so go into someone else. Let me let me throw in a hypothetical. If I go into a Seven okay. Eleven and I walk out of the Seven Eleven, and then three police officers pick me up, search me make sure I have no weapons on me and arrest me right there at a 7-Eleven and, and serve me the warrant at 7-Eleven. And the warrant includes that I can search your premises. You serve them, a, serve them the warrant, you take them into custody, and then after that, after making sure that there's nobody else in the home, because you would obviously, you should case a joint that is potentially full of weapons, right? Then you go into the home when it's safe to do so. Without the person that you think has multiple weapons in the home, you remove them from the entire situation, you go into their house after they're already in custody and then search their home after serving them the, the danger, The danger in that situation, which you glossed over, is when the police run up on the person. And you said, oh, it's you what, make it sound like the person will just willingly give up when the police start running up. It's less of a risk. Cars. It's less of a risk. If you run up on them to somebody that you think is a violent criminal in their own home, they would have more access to more weapons and they're in a fortified position. This is the part that we're... This is the part that where the the police mentality that has its whole militarization part that they kind of miss is that if you think that somebody is literally uh, a violent criminal that has access to weapons, you're you're meeting them in a fortified position. Why would you okay, do that? If you meet, if if, I, if if said person is armed and dangerous and you're running up on them in a Seven Eleven and they see the police rolling up there, no, they know what time no, 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 no. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to even come up in there and like. You can go up in there well, in plain did. clothes with, with officers with backup. I wouldn't make a big scene about it. Just pick them up. Be like, listen, we have a warrant for your arrest. You're coming to jail. Oh. You, you're taking the custody right now. Here's the warrant. Oh. Let's go. Oh, okay. It, it just works like that, right? You just, excuse me, Mr. Criminal Guy. Um, I'm here to arrest you. Uh, please put your hands behind your backs. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you, we, we don't. If you are it in. In a normal place where they're not expecting you, yeah, that's generally how it does work, and that's, that's no. In a normal place, you know what happens? They run, or they pull, or they 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 shoot. It's fight or flight. 
That's, that's what so happens when you confront so, a So that doesn't happen in somebody's armed. house? When somebody has a no-knock warrant and they just run into your house and just start shooting shit? Where, that doesn't happen at all? Running if where are they running if they're in their house? They can't run. That's the fucking whole point. Is that they're, they, it's always fight they, because they exactly. can't fight. You can't run if you're that, in your house when you run. That's, that's when you get in Now you see the problem I'm talking about. It's always other, fight. Yeah. You're missing the whole point. When you, we're when going, you're putting we're other going. people's lives at risk. I mean, I mean that's, that's something yeah. you want to ignore. That's fine. I understand. No. You're putting world, less people's lives at risk. It's less people's lives at risk because I have less access to weapons, less access to harm people, and you could do it in a more peaceful manner. Oh, okay. How many innocent bystanders are in your house right now? How many innocent bystanders have been shot by the police but no knock raids? But was it, that wasn't my question. How many innocent bystanders are in your house that have nothing to do with with you or your way of life right now? Right now? There's plenty. Yes, right now. There's plenty. That are in your house right now. All, all of us are innocent. You're, you're, you're ignoring the question, but let's, no, that's, let's go ahead. What did you ask? Say it again. Did I misunderstand your question? How many you, innocent bystanders are in my house right now? I all said, of them. I said... How many people are innocent bystanders that have no connection to you or your way of life that are in your house right now? You, well, you're assuming that I'm a criminal. I was. Uh, are you going to answer the question or are you just going to keep deflecting it? That's not deflecting. I'm question. saying that you're assuming that I'm a criminal. In the scenario that you, you portrayed, if you are a, a criminal, right? That's what we're assuming. You're right? assuming that I'm a criminal. That's I go back to what right. I'm saying. You're assuming that I'm a criminal, not a suspect. That's the problem with your thinking. You are completely ignoring the point. You're no, I'm not. No, you're you're ignoring the important part. You are okay. assuming that if I'm a criminal I'm, okay. and not a suspect. If, okay, you're you're taking it personal, but okay. It's not if personal rule, because it happens all the I, fucking time in America. You're assuming you've already admitted this. You're assuming that I'm a are criminal you, and not a suspect. Are you just going to keep yelling? If if I have a warrant for you, for you, for for the suspect, and I roll up on that person, is that suspect, is he surrounded by more people that might be connected with his way of life in his house? How many innocent people are around that potential suspect in his house versus how many innocent people might be around that potential suspect at a, at a 7-Eleven? This is a very weird question, but um, yeah, see, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm move it on. I'm move it on. no, I'm literally trying move to understand. Hold on, I'm trying to understand your question because it's like it's worded very oddly. But if you're if I'm a suspect, then I would hope that you would actually case out my house and see who's living in the house <laughs> with me. No, I'm, oh, is is that you, unreasonable? You want to be caught? No. Oh, so with hold, see, you're doing this, it. See, hold let, on, let man. Him, let him Listen, I I listen to what you had to say. Listen to what I have to say. If I'm a suspect for some serious crimes and you think that I did something and I'm a suspect, I would hope that you case my house and see who lives in my house and then also do research on them, do an investigation on them as well. That's what I would expect from law enforcement. Is that unreasonable? What does that have anything to do with me trying to apprehend you safely with the least amount of risk for the general public. Because the people that are in the house with me are the general public. If you don't know that, then you did a poor investigation. That's my point. If I, but me knowing that you're in your house, I can case your house and see who's coming and going in your house, what time your girlfriend goes or, or your wife or your kids are at school and I can pinpoint the exact time rather than me just saying, oh shit, He's in the Burger King drive-through line right now. 
and we'll just bounce on him right now. He, he might be in a car. He might run. So he you, might just pull out a gun. We don't know if he's got a weapon on him. You don't but know that at home either. Around the house. Huh? You don't know that at home either. What you would know if I was a violent criminal is that I would have access to more weapons in my house. Why are you? You're moving the, you're moving the goalpost. I'm not moving the goalpost at all. If I'm, if I'm scouting you out as a potential and doing surveillance, I would know if you're home. That's the whole so point you of should know who else is in the I'm house then too, right? You should know who else is in the house too, right? That's what you should know. That's part of the investigation. I, that's what I said. That's okay. what I said. Yeah. So then you so should that, know so that I'm, if if I'm living with somebody that has nothing to do with my way of life, if I'm living in the house with children or whoever the fuck else, if they have no idea what I'm doing for a living, then shouldn't you put their consideration as the general public as well? Right, because that's that's exactly when right. I would knock right. on your door. That's it. That's but, when I would knock on your door and say, knock, 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 blah, 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 police, search warrant, come to the door. But a lot of the that's, time they I don't do not, that. That's what I I'm would, trying to tell you. I would you. never and nobody would ever go up to and tap a person in the middle of a McDonald's fucking waiting line and be like, um, I'm the police. I need you to come with me. That would never happen because that, that would just... That's chaotic, and you're putting other people's lives at risk. Why would it be chaotic? It's it's just it could be more chaotic at somebody's house because it's more it's more of a risk to the you're, police officers than people in the house. But if there's nobody in the house, agree on this. I just, we're not. I just I mean, police officers agree, agree with me. You're, you're ignoring <laughs> everything that I just said. No, I'm not. I'm, I just said. I just. I literally just said I was do. If I'm doing hours of surveillance, and I know when nobody is home, when. When you are home, I know when there's only you in the house because I've been doing hours of surveillance. Oh, I'm glad you said that. So, how did Brianna Taylor happen then? Thank you. Are we? So you're you're gonna pull out the the retarded aspect? It's not retarded because it fucking happened, and it happens. It happens way more than you would like to admit. Is that we have no knock warrants where people are brutalized by police officers? I literally gave you the perfect example how things should be done, and you bring up Brianna Taylor like that's like like that is what I'm like. It didn't happen. But like I said. Let's move it on. Okay, we'll move uh, it on. We, well, yeah, we do got to move it on. Um, yeah, boy, oh boy. We <laughs> we got to, unless we have any B the BTRs, we going to wrap this goddamn thing up. Uh, do we? Enough. Okay. Oh, uh, wait, yes. Yes, we do. Do we have a B? We do. We have one from uh, Dirty Stew. Ooh. Dirty Stew, uh, actually, it might be a little difficult, but he asked us. What is our top five games of this current generation? Oh, man. Who wants to start this one off? I'll start mine off. Go ahead. Um, God of War. God of War. uh, Batman. Arkham. Oh, God. I can't. Whatever the last one was. Arkham Arkham Knight Knight. was most current. Um, Shit. Spider-Man. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure everybody's going to have this game, too. Um, Damn you. Fuck, what's the other two? Five? He wanted five? Yep. Yeah, I said top five. There's a lot. Um, Friday the 13th was a really good game. Ooh. That's <laughs> Is it in your I mean, top five? I mean, dude, it was a pretty damn good game. And it's it was still... A pretty damn good game for... For, the, yeah, for, for, for an indie game? For a game that had a Kickstarter and managed to, you know, come out swinging? I mean, and I that, respect that. The was that five? Is, uh, don't Starve. Don't start with a really fucking crazy ass game, especially if Wait, you play it with, with headphones. So the indie game where you you play this character and you get teleported into this world, and you basically have to stay alive as for as long as you can, and like you start going through psychological changes, and basically 
you get voices and shit whispering in your ear to kill yourself. And that shit's fucking creepy as hell, especially if you have headphones on. What game is that? It'd be like, it'd be don't starve. Whisper, like, he said, don't you starve. Fucking die. Huh? He, yeah, they were asking him the name of the game, oh. Don't Starve. They missed it. It's all yeah, right. Don't Starve. All right. Is that five for you? Yeah. Old Ninja, what you got on this one? Oh, no, wait. Um, take away, take away, <laughs> take away. <laughs> no! Take away, uh, Mulligan. Take away, take away the, the Friday the 13th game and replace it with the Batman Telltale games, because those were fucking good. Okay. Well. Yeah, and you had you had early access to that. Mm -hmm. so I can see that. Um, Shit, there's... So many. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna say, in no particular order, um, Titanfall two, Ooh. because Titanfall two fixed a lot of stuff from Titanfall one, and because of that, uh, we're able to play in the realm of Apex Legends and whatnot. I mean, there's not that many mech games out there, and the ones that are out there are not on the level of Titanfall two. Um, uh, I got even though I didn't finish the game, I'm still currently playing it. But definitely God of War. It was a, definitely a compelling game. Um, shit, uh, I'm gonna have to say Modern Warfare. I mean, I know Ooh. it's a little generic. I know it's I a little it. generic. I know that Call of Duty is kind of like I don't want to say cookie cutter because it kind of used to be. But this game, that's great. Modern Warfare came out with not only a battle royale. That they continually like update and add new things like literally twice maybe three times a month um there's always new content new events um they have a tournament mode going on uh mm -hmm. since like the last two like two or three updates ago um they have the they introduced the season pass um they did a lot of things right with this call of duty that's why i'm not excited about fucking cold war because Modern Warfare fucking knocked it straight out of the park into the next city as far as Call of Duty goes. And it's definitely one of the best shooters of this generation, I got to say. Um, I kind of want to put one of Resident... Uh, what were you going to say? I was real quick going to say, according to MPD, uh, in 2020 calendar year, uh, Modern Warfare is actually the highest selling game of this oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and it, and it was the highest selling of 19, so it, it's a blockbuster. I mean, in this instance, I gotta say rightfully so, because I literally own almost every one of them. I'm missing, like, maybe two, and this is the one that I actually keep coming back to. Like, literally, I got uh, Call of Duty 3 for free, barely played it. I played, the only time I've literally played Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is with y'all playing zombies, and that was, like, maybe three or four times. I didn't even finish the campaign. But Modern Warfare, I'm all over this game. Like, even the Trials I play. Trials is like single-player, like, little challenges that you can do. This game came out and did it right. Um, I kind of want to put the Resident Evils on there, but I can't pick one. But one that kind of trumps it, for me, is Control. Control okay. is, that little, is the game that, like, everyone, all the critics loved, but nobody was really talking about it. It came out at a weird time. There's DLC for it now. Um, it's one of the best, for me, best new IPs that's been out there. Um, I got to agree with Blue um, with Batman Arkham Knight because I feel like the combat system is more fluid and better designed than Spider-Man because mm. in Spider-Man, the gadgets were kind of like useless, even with mm. DLC. Like I literally didn't use any of the gadgets until the DLC because the DLC 
forces you to use them. It literally forces you to use them to get through the challenges where Batman, once you get a gadget, your movements are fluid. And it was challenging. It was fun. They introduced the Batmobile, one of the best best Batman games. I'm really excited about the new one that's coming out. Um, shit, that's three so far. Um, oh, Battlefield 1. Great game. First, first one that beat uh, a Call of Duty in a while, and it rightfully so. It was a great game. Uh, a lot of co-op stuff. Big-ass fucking maps. It gave Prodigy PTSD every time we played. Sure um, did. Uh, it was great. Like, it, even if you picked it up right fucking now, you would still have a great time playing that fucking game. And... Ah, uh, shit. There's just... I'm gonna say... I want to put Gears of War 5, but I'm going to say Monster Hunter World. There Monster you go. Hunter World, I mean, Fucking weird. I know like it's not for everyone, but you can't you can't undermine that this is Capcom's highest selling game of all fucking time. Beating out all the Street Fighters, not collectively, but individually. If you go nose to nose, this beats each one of those. Um, I, I played it the other day. It was still still challenging, still fresh, still fun. Still playing with other people there's still content coming out two years later there's new content literally in december for this fucking game um you're going to be able to upgrade this to the ps5 when this comes out uh one of the best games that they've put a lot of heart and energy into and it shows in the game i mean it's definitely a kind of a niche game but a niche game with like 10 million people purchasing the second game i think that's my i think it was over 15 actually but go ahead uh by now it's 15 after iceborne but up until iceborne 10 million another five after good shit all right are we doing are we doing games that were remastered for the four or no it's up to you man Um, it's up to you it's up to you definition wise if you want to consider them this gen or not it's a good question Uh, you define it for yourself okay well i'll go with i'll go with um horizon zero dawn Oh yeah, uh, Spider Man, uh, Tomb Raider. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Which one? And, um, wait, wait, which Tomb Raider? Raider? The well, <laughs> I gotta go with the first, the first one, not the the Rise of the Tomb Raider. I'm I'm still playing that one. I'm still like halfway through that. One. Wait, wait. So you're talking you're talking about the remake because there's a remaster for the current gen. That one or because yeah. there's literally three on the current gen. Twenty sixteen so version, I think. Was that that was on PlayStation Three or Four? Four. They're both. But there, there's a remaster on Four, and the original came out on the. There, there's technically three that came out on. There's a trilogy that came out on mm-hmm. PS4. Fuck, I'm, I'm gonna get all confused now uh, on that aspect of it. But uh, yeah, Tomb Raider right. was great. Yeah. Um. It, I don't know if we're gonna count the Grand Theft Auto because that sort of transitioned into that was three and then went into four and then. Technically, Last of Us 1 was 3 that went into 4. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have to sort of think on the the other two. But yeah, Tomb Raider definitely... Oh, Metal Gear. Metal, uh, the one with Quiet. Uh, Solid 5. Uh, yeah. Solid 5? Yes, right, that four. one... 4. Um, I guess you can maybe skip me and I'll think of the fifth one that was just PlayStation 4 exclusive. All right. It doesn't got me an exclusive. Okay. Well, then, this, I mean, then, then, I got, then I got to put Grand, then I got to put Grand Theft Auto for the. Good. Nice. 
Yeah, even though technically it was the three or whatever, it came out on the four. Four did polish it up a little bit. It'll be on the five too. And everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be on the five, six, and seven for. Kronos, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? Uh. So God of War for me was like the generational one. Uh, after that, no particular order. Uh, Metagross Solid Five, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Borderlands Three, Horizon Zero Dawn, and the honorable mention will go to uh, Death Stranding because it's the first game oh, shit. I think that almost made me cry. So okay, yeah, punch me in the feels. Prodigy, sure. what you got? All right, um, I got Red Dead Redemption Two on. Okay, Twitter. I knew, oh, I knew you were gonna. Game. I thought yeah. I was kind of close. I thought Kronos was gonna pick that. I thought he was gonna pick that as one of them, but <laughs> it was good. You got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get it. Brilliant, game. brilliant game. Uh, again, I dismissed it at launch. Uh, replayed it twice this year during uh, uh, the start of the pandemic. Um, I haven't touched the online, but that's a whole different world on it. Whole, that's a just, whole different game. <laughs> yeah, it, but it, it's it's just it's just massive, and it's literally a fucking masterpiece. One of the most gorgeous games I've ever seen. Uh, I am going with a very recent game, Last of Us Two. I okay. think is way up there for me. I need to replay it again. We've talked about it at nauseum, but that was a killer uh, release from this summer that I think is going to have legs, and it's going to get uh, obviously on the PS Five. Uh, an online multiplayer enhanced mode too. So that's two. I got The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. This game changed my fucking life. Uh, Geralt of Rivia and all of that uh, RPG Polish uh, shenanigans and monster hunting uh, was just fucking brilliant for me. I got number four as Bloodborne. I don't care what you say, Kronos. Uh, it is, I already know this, you're a weak game, bitch. It's all good, dude. It's all good. Fuck, this game changed my fucking <laughs> life. Uh, I still think about the maps on this game. I still think about some of the bosses. I still think about some of the PvP and the invasions, uh, the atmospheric uh, storytelling and all that stuff. I can't wait. If Hopefully they'll make a sequel uh, with FromSoft or buy FromSoft or whatever. And then uh, number five, I am going with a surprise hit because it's just too big to fucking ignore. And that I think is you're going to say what I'm going to say. It's It's just too fucking big to ignore. It's a phenomenon. When when literally my kids' third and fourth grade teachers sent fucking notes home saying, hey, no more Fortnite dances and references in school. Not video game references, not Mario, not yeah. fucking uh, NBA Jams references. Literally made a fucking note to the parents saying Fortnite references. Yeah. And my, <laughs> my mom, you know, in her 70s knows what Fortnite is. God that damn, it, It's just that. too big of a cultural fucking phenomenon for me to ignore on this. That was my fifth. That's that's what I, once he started. I was like, yeah, it's gonna be four nights. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, end of the list. Uh, real quick, not because uh, we way over. Uh, old Ninja, what you got populating this week? Uh, I'm heading out to the Reno Tahoe area. I'll be there for a little bit, uh, probably until almost up until the next podcast. So I'm gonna be there for a bit. I'm gonna be hanging out with some friends, and I got a little bit of business to take over when I'm there. Uh, so I might gamble a little bit, check out how I, I kind of know how it is already set up, but with the COVID situation, but I'll be there, I think Saturday and throughout the weekend. So that's pretty much right. what I'm doing. Ho hopefully air quality and fires are, are, are healthy for you, you and yours up there. Yeah, air we'll see. Air quality here in the Bay has been today. Excellent. Yeah. Mm. Like I, I can see the rest of the Bay area today for the first time in like a fucking month. From where yeah. I live, it's, it's been it's been great. 
Uh, Blue, what you got? Um, man. So the other day I was walking around in my backyard and like we have a little compost bin on the side of our house and I went to go throw some like old rotten fruit away. And there was the biggest fucking spider I ever saw in my whole goddamn life. Like, holy shit. It wasn't, a, it wasn't like a tarantula or something, but this spider was fucking big and it was like right there in my face when I turned the corner. I'm like, no, no, man. We gotta get rid of these guys on spiders, so. I got Terminex coming out this weekend with, with, with fucking bugs and shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to tell that. you, man, because we live... So if y'all didn't know, listen to the podcast. Me and Blue, we live on the opposite sides of the same creek wildlife area. Yeah. And th- there's some fucking spiders here. I mean, it's not fucking Australian wolf fucking, uh, mm-hmm. you know, spider or huntsman spider size, but they're they're pretty fucking big. So, yeah, I'm glad you're getting Terminex. Because it definitely yeah, helps. So they're, coming, they're coming out to fucking rescue us. Um, other than that, uh, just doing some yard work. Um, definitely work on some photos, uh, photo sessions I've done. I need to get those kind of processed and going. Um, yeah, even just looking through the pictures, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I miss, like, like the cons and taking pictures of cosplayers. And, like, damn, man, this pose came out hella good. And so, like, God, so... Hopefully I can get some more people to like want to kind of break shelter and go out and take some photos. Because when I did uh, Professor Jenkinsing's pick photos, I was like, how the fuck am I going to take pictures and social distance at the same time? And basically I just had to whip out my big lens and take pictures from fucking far away. <laughs> wait a minute, that sounded wrong. What, yeah, what are you wait, wait, out? Wait, so I uh, whip out the lens. I was like, oh, man. Oh, hey, did you wear protection on that shit or not? Oh, yeah, man, I had to, I had to, I had to whip out my, my man Dingo lens. Oh, I didn't know you were working, uh, for Brazzers. Oh, <laughs> man. Gotta make, gotta make that money. <laughs> Holy shit, that is, damn, I pause, but that is big. <laughs> actually, this is, this lens is actually from, um, from, a. um, I was, I was doing work for TaskRabbit, and somebody had a garage sale, or they had a bunch of trash on the outside, and they're like, hey, yeah, you can, this is trash, just go ahead and take it, and they had this lens out there, I'm like, oh, shit, I'll take that, and they also had this, uh, Canon camera, so this okay. is actually a film camera, so oh, the, nice. all this gear goes together, but it's kind of cool, but... What's all that wanna... white residue on the lens, like, what, what's that white... <laughs> he busted! It's, it's, it's energy drink. <laughs> 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 Yeah, cool. Nice. Good shit. All right, Cronus, what you got? Um, so in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to take like a week off. And so my oldest daughter is going to live with me for a little while. I have no idea how long, but she's going to come out and uh, live with me for at least a few months. And so I have to like reconfigure the house because right now, because of COVID-19, um, K-Mac has been, like, her office is basically my, my daughter's room, and so I need to, like, basically clear enough space in the garage for K-Mac to move into the garage, to have the office in the garage, because obviously I have the infinity base now, and so there's room in there, but I need to, like, move stuff in and out, so I have to take a week off to do that, and then I have to also take a week off to fly out to, to Michigan, and then drive back to California with, with uh, my oldest daughter, so I'm looking forward to it, but I just have a lot of work to do and then also sort of finish up some small things with the infinity base. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, I've just been working out a lot and working and yeah, just hanging out with my family. It's just 
I'm glad that there's less smoke now because, man, my lungs were literally hurting for like a few days because I was, you know, still working out. And it's like you inhale more and more and more. And it's just like more shit, more particulates into my lungs. So hopefully I don't get fucking lung cancer when, I, when I'm like 50 years old, which is less than nine years from now. Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah, hope it'll work out. So that's all I got. Good shit. Um, all... Are you, what what are you doing there, Blue? Oh, <laughs> that was long, Blue. What, what the fuck, that man? <laughs> it's God, so it's smooth. The, the Zoom yeah. controller on it. Can you not do that? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> you got emasculated. <laughs> <laughs> That's so big. Um, I I got uh actually, I'm I'm uh, going through the process of escrow and uh, buying a new home and doing some some moving in the very near future. So. Uh, some good news for my fam- family is pretty exciting. Uh, just trying to wrap our heads around that entire fucking process, which is uh, daunting. But um, other than that, just fucking chilling. Oh, and, and then, of course, still pissing off, uh, apparently, Avengers fans, uh, Gian and uh, Daniel. I, I, I don't know why. Keenan from uh, Culture Junkies. I don't know why people are so salty at me. Have All they played I did the was game? tell y'all that the reviews aren't good. Well, no, I know Gian hasn't played the game, but has um, the other guy? No, actually, no. Keenan, I think I think he did, but even still, like you can like what you like, but you know, if I tell you that uh, the the average review score is five out of ten, then it just is. <laughs> I well, mean, and it's for a good deal reason. with it. You know, it's funny. So I talked to like one of the combat guys today about the game, <laughs> who was asking me. He's like, "Hey, did you beat you know Avengers yet?" I'm like, "No," but I didn't even get it because. The, the stuff that I had a problem with in the, in the demo, or in the, the beta, they didn't really fix from what I saw from the reviews in the in the game. And he's like, oh, you know, it's still fun, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's cool that, you know, you think it's fun. But for me, man, it's like, I'll, I'll wait for, for them to fix it. Because to me, it has like a really, it has an anthem feel to it, where it's like... It's it, not just you. Yeah. It, 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 it can't be just you if out of the tens of thousands of reviewers... On average, it's five out of ten. Like that's that's a bad review for a, a huge AAA game. Don't take it out. Don't be mad at me. You know who you should be mad at? You should be mad at Crystal Dynamics. Yep. And you should be mad at Square Enix and if- or or their collaboration with Marvel on this. Because you know what didn't happen? Two years ago, when Mar- Marvel Spider Man dropped, nobody was mad. That's they what I'm saying. Reviews. That's the be And you know what? You know what's going to happen in a few weeks when Mar- uh, Miles Morales drops? There's going to be really good reviews and people happy. I was just going to so, say that. Yeah. Fuck all of y'all. Because they, they a bag of dicks. They try to do too much shit. It's like, yeah, like Spider-Man, especially Miles Morales Spider-Man, it's going to look better and it's going to play better. And I think that, I think that literally if, if they would have just taken out certain aspects of the game, then it would have been much better. But they tried to throw like too much shit in there, like with the whole loot system and like, all the skill tree nonsense. Uh, the skill trees are okay, but like mostly the loot system, the length of the game, and the multiplayer afterwards. It's just like it's just too much shit, and it's also re- recycled material. So just please stop it, for real. Yeah, and and, and I'm I'm just gonna say this one more time. We waited, and I know we're going on and on, but we waited so long because there weren't very many movie tie-ins for the the biggest franchise in the world, the MCU. Well, uh, there were a few early on, but there weren't that many. And so we, we've wanted a, an Avengers good game really since 2012 when that first Avengers movie dropped. That was eight years ago. Yeah. And, and we get this one and it's fucking mediocre at best. Eat a bag of dicks. Be ashamed. Jeez, <laughs> Fuck that's you, how, Crystal. 
That's how you get shot. <laughs> <laughs> so All right, now we know out. they're gonna shoot you. All right. Yeah. Am I, am I not doing speak? anything this weekend? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. oh no! Man, damn, that was the disrespect. That was that was offensive. <laughs> fuck, fuck, man, my bad. Go ahead, Stitch. So now you so now you gonna get shot by our own people. There you go. Damn, damn, uh, my bad. I'll be real quick. I'm just uh, I'm gonna try to uh, fuck with it. What was I thinking about cooking this week? Now you fucked me up. But yeah, I was gonna uh, watch you cause wars on on Facebook with your your Avenger stuff and then your. <laughs> Your quote about how you can't fucking what was what was about support black men or whatever. Well, you, you pulled out you, a Jet magazine. I didn't even know they made Jet magazine. I haven't seen a Jet magazine since since I was living with my parents in California. So I didn't even yeah. know it was still around and everything. You posted a Jet saying you can't do whatever if you don't support black men or whatever. Well, you can't. You can't. Be, you can't be. The quote was, and you know, you know, I purposely stir that motherfucking pot. But the per, the quote was, you can't be pro black and hate. Uh, Straight, straight black men and oh they got in tizzy over that Sorry. yeah i was like i was like 180 something comments i was like what do you do this <laughs> <laughs> um i plan on cooking catfish i, w- I was gonna fry up some catfish tomorrow i haven't had catfish in, in a in a good while and uh i was kind of craving that i just wanted to just pick out on some, some nice corn cornmeal fried Heavily seasoned catfish or whatever. And another than that, I plan on finishing up um, Woke, and I want to check out uh, Raised by Wolves. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, am I the only one that's watched it? Nobody else yeah. has seen it? I, I forgot, so I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out. Uh, that show's just crazy. Crazy. Old Ninja, take us out. All right. You just experienced Black and Black Times Infinity. Thank his po- podcast on the internet. Check us out. Everywhere online with B the BTI at B the BTI. B T H A N B T I. We're on uh, Spotify, uh, YouTube, Black and Black Time Infinity, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitch, Twitch TV forward slash B the BTI. Check out our uh, official website, binheadproductions.com forward slash B the BTI. We're also on SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, Player FM. Uh, there's some other ones we might be on pretty soon. We'll let you know when that comes through. But look for us on other uh, other new mediums that are coming out. Uh, also, we're on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts. We're on there as well. Check us out on Amazon. We actually have an app on there that lets you know when we go live every Wednesday. Six inch Pacific. Six inch heels in the booty. It's nine inch heels. What the fuck? Oh, Beyonce song, man. What the fuck are you talking about? Come on, old ninja. We need the, you need nine inch stilettos, bro. You gotta make statements. Six inches average, man. Good luck on that PS5. Mm.